Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with another fabulous episode of The Audience. I am Marcus Boston. And I am Cecil W. Adams. And this is the motherfucking holiday Christmas edition. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. Um, is it Happy Hanukkah? I thought that. It's already passed, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not familiar with the Jewish I, traditions. Well, I know that the, I think the little thing's gone off Pornhub up top where they have the, the, the candles. I didn't see that. Uh-huh. Yesterday. Okay. See, I've been off Pornhub since I got on X2. So. Yeah, I know. Because your chick makes more money on XTube, I guess. I mean, it's, 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 it's X2 is real. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I still have I have to, I have to, I have to like, I sort of like write down my porn <laughs> star names. <laughs> and like my categories, I can search it because you go through the categories, it'd be some bullshit. Yeah, you, like, go, you, go, you can go down a weird, weird path if you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah, XTube's not organized very well. They had a <laughs> lot more categories that have nothing to do with what I'm into compared to Pornhub. I was like, let me, let me, let me make sure, let me, let me, let me, let me have some blinders because I do not want to know how much nasty is in my body. So let me stick to the freak that I know. So I just keep them the four or five, you know, women that I enjoy. Is it? I mean, is it bad if I know like male actors? Too. Like, yeah, I sort of live through them when I'm watching it. Uh, I, okay, not like live. I know what you're saying. No, I get what you're it's saying. It's like, you know, like if, if I could wear a jersey, right? Oh, I see. Ooh, you know, porn star jerseys. Yeah, but like that might be I, like one step right before you start paying for like porn and like you follow them on Snapchat. Well, I think that Patreon. maybe the male porn star market jerseys might go with a different. Uh, Group than what we're into. True, you're right. You're right. I definitely want don't want nothing wrong with that group. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that group. It's just not my. Group. But like you know, like you have your favorite, like I like Denzel, or like Michael B. Jordan, and right. there's four or five guys are like that's if I if I could if I was an actor in that profession, <laughs> uh-huh. I want to perform. You're, you're, t- like you're hitting him. up. You're hitting up for advice. Or like when I get a chance to you know get in that arena under the right conditions, I want to perform like such and such. So like I might search his most recent releases because we killing them bitches. Like, we killing them. I'm like, it's almost like I forget why I'm here. Like, it turns like a football game. Like, go, 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 get it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. The only one that I, I, I know, like, I don't know his real name, but he goes by Honky Kong. It's because it didn't make no sense. I showed you. I, I was like, hey. Because like, I, I remember coming into work after I'd watched one of his, his performances. I was just like, I just don't feel right. Like, something's weird. Because like, he's like a skinny dude. But the, that thing was like, I, I, I don't know. It was, it's just ridiculous. Like, let me put it to you like this. I've seen uh, Mandingo. Mm-hmm. Nope, yep, yep. That scared me. But Mandingo. you know, Mandingo's a big, big dude. No, my, the man Nigo I know is not a big guy. He just got a big. Uh, okay. Well, this okay, same thing. This guy, yeah, yeah, uh, Kong, it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I remember, like, like I don't know if it was you. I was like, somebody in the bar. I was like, hey man, like, Which probably was me. Yeah, I was just like, hey man, like this don't make no sense. And then, yeah, that was me. Yeah, and you were just like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I just I don't know. This uh, this podcast got off to a way different thought start than I thought. Yeah, and that's when I say like for me when I watch porn, it's like I go into like I, don't, I feel like I'm back to the gladiator. Like when like the emperor, he's like thumbs up, thumbs down. Right. I come to see a show. Right. I've gotten to the point in my age where I actually enjoy storylines 
and I like to see how we're gonna get to this point <laughs> to where I know where, I know we know I, we know why I'm here. But then sometimes I forget why I'm here because I'm enjoying the the story and I want to see a battle. I don't want to see her like want, eh, no bitch. I want I want a battle between you and him. Who's gonna win? Ding ding. Right. Okay. I, I want uh, I want a show. Right. You. I mean, you, you didn't pay for a show, but you, you True, were there for a show. Right. I'm. I'm giving you a, a like, or I'm giving you, you you have my attention. Oh, you actually like? It? I never like them. I never no, no, no. Well, I, I give you my attention. There we go. And I'm re, I'm re, I'm a repeat customer. Mm-hmm. If I enjoy your performance, and it's such a big difference when you watch a professional, like, yeah, re- recording oh, yeah. to an amateur. Like, the fuck are y'all doing? This is horrible. Bitch, say something. What are you What are you doing? You just You just gonna take it? Yeah. And they're gonna like throw it back, and they're gonna like right. engage just to the bitch. Right. Next. Right, that should be horrible. Like, who's enjoying this? Why do you have so many? There's so many views. This shit boring as fuck. Well, it's probably because she probably didn't know she was being filmed. No, so, I mean, no, some of them know. Like, it'd be like amateur oh. like channels, but uh, I'd be like, you know, you what you're here for. This is how you do it. When mm-hmm. the camera, like, this is supposed to be a goddamn. This is a entertainment. I'm not being entertained. Now I'm gonna find me some entertainment on. Well, I mean, if you're taking a giant. Penis in your ass. I don't think you. There's much entertainment. Then in why that. are you here? Are you, not, are you not entertained? Or are you not entertained? Oh, I got. Oh, no, she's, 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 I got. I got a moment for this. Is. <laughs> are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Well, I mean, it's not her being entertained. I want to be entertained when I'm but, watching this on my damn phone. I mean, you're entertained. It's just in a different way. It's not through smiles and laughter. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't. I guess I guess I'm getting old. I, I must. I must want too much. I just. I feel like maybe porn. you're uh, maybe looking too deep into it. Possibly. It needs to go deep. I want it to go deep. <laughs> <laughs> I like when it's too much. Like, right. yeah, bitch, gonna take. All this. <laughs> God. Yeah. I will say. I will say. There's sometimes when they 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 they, they take that whole. Thing and it's like, whoa, dude! Man. I can't. No, I'm done. Uh, uh-uh. like, like, doesn't even make no sense. Even like the thick ones, I, could, I guess, makes sense for me to be able to take it. Like, I guess I'd be assuming because you have the weight to handle. Like we see, like the little thin chick. Yeah, and, like, don't make no sense. I'm mm-hmm. like, who's mm-hmm. whistling down this motherfucking hallway? Right. Like I can't, even, I can't even enjoy this because this doesn't look humanly possible. Are you okay? Right. right. Are you okay? No, they're never I, okay. I There's nobody in the industry that's okay, <sighs> male or female true like you got some you got some deep-seated things that you were getting out of yourself by going into that industry and i get it you're, you're paying for college or paying for law school or whatever they're paying for i mean if you like to fuck or you're just paying for your drug habit whatever whatever it's fine I, some I, people just like to fuck i mean yeah, I, I mean if you like to fuck might as well get paid to fuck yeah i mean if you're good at it you enjoy it i mean i'd be way more comfortable doing it now that i've lost 70 pounds than than before yeah like think about being a director, like I mean, and like being an editing guy. Like I know how I edit. I mean, I guess after a while you get used to it. So it's not just like okay, <laughs> I edit. You know, we hold it. Like I watch. Man, you know, it's bad. You watch behind the scenes. I, never, I, I have watched behind the scenes. <laughs> I watched. Uh, I think it was on uh, HBO. They had the uh, Silicon Valley or whatever it is where they film all the porn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that that one threw me for a loop because some stuff happened in that that was like whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like that whole gay for pay thing. I was like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. that's happening. Your wife is like literally sitting there trying to directing you on what to do, and right. you're just you're just okay, man. Cool, man. whatever you hey, whatever you have to do. I'm I'm glad you're getting to experience that, and it makes you happy, and you're making money at it, and you can provide. Just not my thing. Yeah, I mean, you never know what makes you go down that road. I mean, 
It is what it is. So it makes you happy, I guess. I mean, is it bad if you follow like porn stars on like, Instagram? No. Okay. Good. No. I uh, I follow Chrissy Mack on uh, Snapchat. Bruh, I recently just followed her. I said, "Look at God," because once she want to get fucked up by a boyfriend, that yeah, was a, War Machine, the UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah. He, she, she, she. He let re- the dude go and then beat her ass. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Bad she play, responded. Bro. Yeah, she, she. Can. I mean, I don't, I don't care for her. Um, her acting's pretty good. Yeah, but she don't do a lot of black guys, so I don't really care to watch it. She had not enough for me to care. I searched. Yeah, yeah. I sort of. I mean, I sort of. I, I sort of. You know, I like to see myself in. <laughs> I like to see myself represented in my movies. It's all movies, right? I got you. So you know, I do lean to the one. What, that, what about what do you do? You get mad, or do you do you not watch one of a fine fine ass sister the black, is, is getting banged by a a white dude? I do, but the white guys don't have the same swag. They, okay. they sort of they, they sort of do what they did to do. Like black guys be extra. They be, yeah. all right. they be swagging out, and yeah, talking shit. Yeah, I'm like, get that motherfucker. Yeah, it's like watching yeah. a football game. You ever watch any of the ones uh, out of uh, London that are like? Where they got them all tied up and shit. Yeah, it, that yeah. one. That one. Weird. I can watch it to a certain extent, and then I'm like, ah, that's okay, too weird. much. Just some white people shit. They yeah. do it too much. Like I don't know what the sexy part is. No, you, you, you got to watch the ones where the, the black chicks are in, and I'm like, yeah, this. this I'm just like, I, I, what is going? On? Yeah, weird. I had a young lady that uh, showed me what she's into. I said, you nasty. <laughs> it was a black woman stepping on this white man nuts and motherfucking ropes, and I said, whoa, why do white? What? What is this? Right. That must be a hell of a check, boo. You get your money, queen. Right. White man, you nasty. Right. It's got to be like, uh, it's got to be a large amount of money just to get filthy, just degraded. Like it's got to be a large amount. Of money. See, some of it, I'd be just, it'd be too. I'm, oh God, this. I like a little rough, but God, that. Yeah, she okay. You, you, you're being, when, you're being extra. You know what's real when they give you the, like disclaimer before it starts? I said, I don't. Mm-mm. She's okay. She's okay. Like what? What's gonna happen next? Then at the next? end, after all the weird shit, and she's been crying and like spit they, all over her face, and she's like wipes her face off at the end. They have like an interview uh-huh. afterwards, like, and she's all like laughing and everything. I'm like, this, who who scarred you? This nasty is different. How much nasty have you gone through? Where this is what this is. This left? is okay. Maybe it's a, a, a ten thousand dollar check that you're walking out with. But God, I mean, fuck, man. Yeah, I say we, we are where we are, I guess. But God I bless. Just, I mean, well, you got to think about what we were talking about earlier today—that the stuff that we found out in the area that's going on. That, uh, like, ah, we won't get into that. Okay. Sorry, guys. Let's start off. Sorry, we went off. We went off real weird into this porn. So, what we're going to talk about now—the way we were supposed to start the show before we. I don't know how we went down that path, but yeah, no. whatever. <laughs> I, I don't even know how we got there. It's 10 minutes in. I have no idea. How we got there. <laughs> That's whatever porn. I'm going to bring it back, though. This porn conversation yeah. is not Yeah, good. we can save that for another day, or we could talk about the week that was. Dan, once you started off, you had a, uh, you've been having to hit the books this week, huh? So I have to study for this test to um, produce you know, life insurance for people that need it. And, uh, Piggybacking off of last episode when he talked off, about the interview. Yeah, he'll the interview, so I had to study to get this shit done within a reasonable fashion. So it was like, um, the test is like 170 fucking questions. And so I spent, and like they gave you this, you sign up for this pre-test stuff and like all these practice questions. And it's like 15 chapters. Each chapter has a test. And then at the end of the test is like 150 questions about the entire, you know, just industry and the Missouri rules and yada, yada, yada. So the first three times I took this test, I got like a 70, 75. I finally got 85. I was like, all right, cool. I'm the guy that's 
I work for, working with, let him know what the score is. He's like, okay, cool. You need you should go for a 90. I'ma said, bitch. And I said, you know what? Challenge accepted. So, you know, I did it again. I got like a 90. I was like, cool. So uh I was looking to take a test maybe Saturday, give me more time to get comfortable with information. They didn't have nothing but Thursday. So I was like, cool. Now, here's the moment. Do you say fuck that? I'll quit? Or do you say fuck it and challenge accepted? There was a moment where I was like, hey, this is it. I'm going to burn the boats, and there's no, either I'm going to die on this hill, or I'm going to be victorious. So studied, practiced. I mean, it's got the point where my eyes started to hurt from How long has it been fuck? since you had to study for anything? Oh, well, no, you just graduated, didn't you? I mean, I graduated like two years ago. It just feels like it's been right. last summer. But I mean, I mean, the studies, like, I didn't study hard in college because I had more time. Mm-hmm. Like, I got the information on Saturday. I probably did a couple chapters Saturday. Did some Sunday, then Monday. I was like, let me lock in and really get this shit rolling. Mm-hmm. And so I was just spent the whole day, didn't do shit, just, just kept going through information, knocking out chapters, learning, locking out chapters, learning, knocking out chapters. And they tell you not to like write note cards, so just read the information and just. Not to write note cards. Not, it's just not to write note cards, not like do. Because either you know it or you don't. So like, it's like you get an intro video, what's going to be about. You get like four or five slides. You get like one section has 67 slides. 67 slides of information in one chapter. Damn. So each chapter had like, one had like 30, one had like 10, one had like 67. I said, 67 fucking slides I gotta read? 67 slides. Now, there wasn't, what each slide wasn't like overwhelming with information, but you, you never know what's gonna be on the question, on, on the test. Right. So, got through that, you know, you need at least a 70 to pass each section. And once they say, once you pass the section, don't go back. Just keep going forward. This is on the actual test. Or is this why you're studying? This is the studying. This is like the study guide to okay, the test. Because gotcha, you, gotcha. you, need, you need at least an 85 to pass. If you pass the 85 on the practice test, you should be able to pass the actual test. Okay. Because you got to pay to take the fucking test. And they pay and half of it, right? They pay half. I pay for the actual test at the location. So you gotta. So you put you putting your money in mm-hmm. if you want to do this shit. Because on the, on, the, on, the, on the other side, you nail it. I mean, it's very lucrative. Because you're selling shit, you get commissions, yada, yada, yada. Right. So I'm in. I'm fuck it. I'm in. I'm rolling. So I get there. You know, I'm like fuck it. I gotta be there at one. I'm gonna get up in the morning, do my routine. And like at some point, I realized like you can't overwhelm yourself for information studying. Just take a break. I'll take a break. Yeah. Watch a movie. You know what I'm saying? Unwind. Do some other shit and then go back to it because just overwhelm yourself for information. You're not gonna absorb it. Yeah. You gotta give your mind a break. You right. know what I'm saying? So get. Out to the test place, maybe like 20 minutes ahead. Let's cut a couple of good positive songs. Mm-hmm. Get your mind right going. And the lady was super nice. I don't know, was she nice to me because I was me, which I think it was. I mean, I just bring good shit out of people. Mm-hmm. Or it's just naturally what she was. So we go through the process. You know, I'm in this fucking room, silo. It's like out at one. It's out, it was out at the uh, uh, St. Community College location. No, the one out on Bridgeton, like the professional location or some shit. Testing uh, center. I don't know. So go there. 170 questions. This now, is a test you took this on Thursday? This is a test on Thursday. Yesterday? Yes. Because you get three hours to get this test. You need to pass. Like, if you don't pass, you got to... I don't know what I don't know what happens if you don't pass. Right. Because, bitch, I passed. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm going through this fucking test. The wording is different. Some of the wording was actually off the fucking practice. And some of the shit was like, fuck. <laughs> so, you have to think, okay, I know what two answers is wrong. Mm-hmm. So now I have a 50 50 chance. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, anything I had, I wasn't sure on, I would mark it, come back to it. Smart. So do the first 120 
then that's first section. Then the second 50 questions is something different, more over like, you know, the Missouri laws and shit like that, not necessarily mm-hmm. the policies you'll be selling. So I'm like, I just stay positive, say God's with me. He wouldn't leave me this far to leave me now. I've done my part. I take one step, he take two. But you put in the work. I put in the time. Made the sacrifices. Yeah, in that that amount of time, I mean, that's insane. Like, nobody, I mean, if I found out on Saturday I'd take a test on Thursday on something I didn't know, I'd be like, fuck. Yeah, because bullshit is Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because you thought it was going to be the the next Saturday, right? Right, because he was like, you know, sign up for the test on Monday for next Saturday. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he he gave me like a handful of locations to choose from, but nothing, everything was booked up. Only ones that was like available for like Saturday was in Illinois. I'm like, I don't know if Illinois testing on a work for Missouri licensing. So I'm like, I'm not going to. I said, fuck it. Only thing that was available that was close was in the future. In, that was close by was Thursday. I said, fuck it. Challenge accepted. Signed up for it. Paid for it. We going in Thursday. Went in Thursday. You know, just stay positive. Like it was doubt kept trying to come up. I said, in there. I said, nope, not going to do it. Mm-mm, not today, get, Satan. Get out here, doubt club. I said, not today, Satan. We're going to stay positive and stay uplifted. We're going to study and keep working. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. we going to make it. I yes, just you are. pull up all the goddamn positive songs. Right, right. I'm not right. going to. Not, fail is not an option. I don't know what no, failing means. No. We're going to pass this fucking not, test. Man. And uh, went in. was probably like an hour and a half. Or like four dollars. had like a whole hour and a half of bullshit. But like either you know you don't. Right. Or if you don't know, you got to have at least the critical thinking skills to say what makes the most sense for this question. Right. Based on what you've read for the last 72 hours, right. what's the best answer possible? Right. But they word it so crazy well, so crazy ways, but then it's, it's health insurance, life insurance, annuities, fucking writers. I'm like, what the fuck? This is important information, and I get why it's important. Right. But I didn't know it was important because no one taught me this shit. Right, right. But I had to learn it all to pass this test in 72 right. hours. Went in, killed it. Like, when I walked out, I'm like, well, I don't know what my score is, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get my shot at this fucking locker. And she sort of, like, waited at the desk with my fa- my, the, my test score was facing down. She was, like, waiting for me to come look at it. I'm like, well, bitch, I don't – I'm like, oh, let's see what it is. I'm looking at the walk all the way up here. Like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> and so I'm looking through. It isn't really – like, where, where it says pass, so, like, it's just mixed in somewhere. So I'm looking like, oh, bitch, what the fuck is my – I said, pass. I said, I almost fucking start hauling shaking that motherfucker. I, was, <laughs> I said, you got damn right. Won't he, I said, won't he do it? <laughs> I, give all, I was like, uh, Oscar, I'm going to give all, all, all the praise to God, my mama. Um, I want to thank all that supported me. I want to thank all the Solardian. See, so I love you. Um, you made it through. Um, if you need it, I got it. Uh, right. Without y'all, there is no me. Right. She was like, um, I didn't look at the test, but normally, I, you know, looking at it face down, I know when people have failed, it's like a, some kind of graphic or some kind of sheet where it says, Bitch, you right, didn't quite right, do. I was right. like, all right, well, give me a hug. So like, why are we hugging? I like it. I don't know you, lady, but right. give, me, yeah. give, give me some man. I love it. Smelling like a pack of Sh- menthols. I love Sh- you, girl. Sharing the, uh, sharing a good positive vibes. Give man. me a juju. Give me a good juju. Right, man. and she, uh, uh, she figured out that you passed by the back of the test. There wasn't a, like a watermark on it or something. Yeah, like uh, it didn't have like the graphics to where she, she was, she's been. I said, I've been here for ten years, and I, know, I don't look at people tests, but I know if I look at the back. Is she a boss there or something? No, I think she's an administrator. They work the work the let work the desk and give you the um you know rules of what's going on. What's funny, like I didn't read my email that said you no know, bring two form of identification. I'm like, ooh shit! All I got is my ID and the like, I got this student ID from three years ago. She was like, but luckily I have my uh, concealed and carry ID in my wallet. That, that worked. 
Yeah, she's like, it works fine. I was like, oh, thank you, God, because I had no idea I needed to bring in two forms of identification. I'd have brung it, but I didn't read in the email when I signed up. I needed two forms. So Weren't you I, just talking shit last week for uh, them not bringing notebooks and, and pens? You, and I agree. I, but God was on my side because <laughs> I, I kept them in my, in, in my mind and on my heart. And he's like, I got you, bro. I was like, oh, thank you, baby. I'm so th- here's my um here is my uh ID and my consultant's like he's like this works well. I said, you know what? Thank you, guy. And I eat my own fucking words. Right. Because <laughs> I was talking shit about a notebook. Right. I didn't bring fucking two forms of identification. And um we got through it. And I was like, all right, well, well, I mean, you know, I think that I mean, I knew that there wasn't gonna be a problem. I just didn't realize you had to take the test that quick. Right. I was I was shooting for fucking um I was shooting for Saturday, but I'm glad I got the way come uh, Thursday. This is behind me, so on to the next. And like when I, you know, text him and told him I got through, he was like, you know, being supportive. Like, you know, so, you know, so funny when you're not used to people being as positive as you are supporting you. You mm-hmm. always like, is he being not just him, but like in general, is he being really supportive or he just? Did he seem like he was being over, like over the top? Like, no, he kept it genuine. It felt, it felt genuine. But like, you, cause you, because this, no, we so you're not used to being, you're not used to being people that are naturally nice and positive. So when you yeah. meet people out the box that are naturally positive, have interest in you being successful, you you get so sort of like, is he trying to get me? But he has no, he has, he has nothing to lose. Like if I work for them or not, he good anyway. So he has, so he has nothing but positivity to be in the game for me because I'm successful. He's successful. Right, and, and that's just that's anything. And the more money you make him, and the better he supports you, the more money he's going to make. Right, which is fine. But and as long as you're getting your support and he's helping you and making you a better at this job, right? That's I mean, cool. Exactly. So it makes. I mean, if anybody worked for me, I'm a, I want you to be great because if you great, I'm great. Right. We've been great together. So it's not even about me being great. Cause I'm gonna be good with or without you because I just how I right. walk through life. But like, I want you to be your best self. And there's no gain for me being a dickhead to you or being negative. Right. So if and I win, what, you win, I, I win. Man. That's what I dig is that he is like that. Because if he was, if he turns into one of those, uh, you're not making your numbers, blah, 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 blah. And like mm-hmm. he starts just fucking like being a dick. I, I'll, I swear to God, I will come up there. Fuck yeah. We can <laughs> kick, kick, kick the wobble fucking doors. Yeah. And I'll just, I will verbally assault him. I ain't doing. I ain't doing that shit for nobody for no reasons. No, I mean it's just like it'd be more because I want to to show the motherfucker that that's not the way to do it. No, and more people, more people should be more people. If more people took interest in other people that worked for them in a genuine way, every company would be successful. You know what I'm saying? Like just because you give me a check, my success will be. I'm more successful than you actually take interest in me being good at what I'm doing. You saying because I'm paying you this money, you should be good. And now we're gonna get the whole leadership thing. That's the problem. Just just because somebody's out of business and they're number one in sales doesn't mean they're a good leader. Mm-mm. And your managers need to be good leaders. Mm-hmm. And the way there's a lot of owners that aren't good leaders. No, they just happen to get a good manager that ran the business right. Mm-hmm. Now the problem comes in when you don't get to know your people, mm-hmm. like you just said. If I can't walk in somewhere when I'm a manager or we'll say owner and I don't know everybody's name that's there and I don't know them on a first name basis and I'm not walking in and shaking everybody's hand or give them a hug or whatever. You're not, you're not doing it right, man. Cause if you're not doing that shit, those people are going to feel 
separation, a separation or yep. a wall up. And then they're not, not going to feel comfortable. And if they're not comfortable, they're not going to be, for lack of a better term, their best self. They're just mm-hmm. going to be in there, you know, getting their money and getting out. Yeah. I don't want people to just work for me and be good workers. I want them to rave about how awesome. It's called raving fans. I want to build raving fans. You want that with your customers. You want that with your staff. Now, former me was just all concerned with the customer. I just wanted the customer to have the best positive experience, blah, 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 blah. But I've learned now through reading and my self-work and, and, and you know, just listen to a lot of podcasts and, and read and pay attention. Uh, now, I honestly am more concerned with that my employees are happy, that mm-hmm. everybody's happy, you know? Yeah. I Not putting them in a stressful situation, not, uh, you know overemphasizing their sales numbers, you know, like maybe doing things with them to, to suggest to sell something a little bit higher price, because if you can relate to them, the more they sell, the more money they make, then hopefully they're going to get the idea. But sometimes they don't. And that's fine. Maybe, maybe that job is just not right for them. Or maybe I'm not doing my job as a manager and putting them in the best position to win. Yeah. So when you have a manager or a owner that always blames the employees mm-hmm. and never takes the onus on itself. That person, one, I feel sorry for them mm-hmm. because they've been living their whole life that way. Yep. And two, I, I get a sense where I just want to shake the fuck out of them and be like, man, what is wrong with you? Why do you think this is okay? Yeah. But they'll never get it. And it's that old school mentality. But the way I look at it is once I get into a spot and just it's going to kill it because the employees are going to love me. And people, you know, just creating an atmosphere that people want to come to. And then my shit's just rocking and their shit is falling off. Two ways, two things can happen. They're going to come and ask me how I'm doing it and I will lay them out every way that I'm doing it. And I'm mm-hmm. going to show them how to change their mind to build a better positive atmosphere at their work. Or they're going to talk shit and sit and whine and pine. And then one day I'll come knock on the door and be like, Hey, you know, I see things aren't going as well as you wanted to. Why don't you go ahead and sell me this? Yeah. You don't want it. You don't want it. And then I'm going to take their place. And then someday I'll never say anything to them. But the plan is that after that first one happens, actually the second one, when I buy somebody out that, that I've kind of not on purpose, but have put them their numbers way down, when I buy it, mm-hmm. and they drive by sometimes and just see the thing fucking packed at the brims. This uh, could this could have been you. Yeah. But you didn't know how to... You, leaders build leaders. Like, I don't want followers. I want to make you better. Because I know it's something you're good at naturally, and I'm not. Right. And it's something I'm good at naturally, you're not. Right. But if we can both figure out how we make both of us great, yeah. and if maybe this ain't... I hope I hope you want to do something bigger than where you at now. Yeah. So how can I help you develop that and show you what I know to get you to that so you can help more people do what they right. want to do? Right. And we keep we're snowballing. Yeah. And and the the thing that I would have on that person, I would never say like if I saw that I buy their bar and I just make it fucking more than they could ever imagine. I would never say anything to them like, oh man, I'm fucking your numbers up, blah blah blah. No, I'm just gonna know that they know that. uh I'm killing the game. Human resources. Human <laughs> beings is the best and if resource. You, if you have employees, especially in the bar business, that aren't working hard to, to figure out what next they're going to do in their life or 
or to make themselves better, mm-hmm. whether it be to get an ownership. I, I'm not saying just because you're a bartender, you, you need to get an ownership. But what I'm saying is, if you're not doing anything to make yourself better, you're only hurting yourself. Yeah. Because uh, I know the knock on me was always, I was slow. Slow bartender, slow bartender. All right, man. Try to say that now. Yeah. I figured it out because I got in a more positive atmosphere. Yeah. And somebody where it just wasn't, you know, I got in an atmosphere where I felt comfortable and I wasn't walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. And I changed that a hundredfold. Now yeah. somebody says it, I'm like, fuck you, come watch me. Yeah. Like, I know, I know it's still a chip on my shoulder a little bit because I know that I've gotten way faster and they don't know. They're just generalizing off something that was, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that shit. I hate that. I hate that. I did. The last, like... It's amazing that you grow. People people come back to you where you were in 99. I'm not... There's certain parts of me that always be me, mm-hmm. but I'm not the person that was on the shit I was in no. 2010. I mean, no. it'll, it'll be traces of that person, but right. I've evolved in ways that I don't want to have a conversation. That don't mean shit to me no more. What? What are we talking about? Right. Like, I've had people that, uh, that, even from the beginning of this year till now, have been like, who are you? Like, you... you you're so fucking calm. You're you're so like a lot of people just don't even know, like don't even recognize. And I'm just like, ah, oh, man, I've been working on myself. Mm-hmm. And people like, and I don't, I don't, I don't need their validation. Mm-mm. I know, I know, I'm working on myself. I know that you and I are building this awesome tribe, and I know that you and I are working on things. And and everyone's welcome to come join us on this adventure because we're only getting started. Yeah, we've just basically been been bullshitting around for this, not bullshitting, but we've been like just testing. Testing, learning, figuring yep. out. And then mm-hmm. finally, you know, six or eight weeks in, we figured out that, you know, probably the best thing for both of us to be successful is working together on Sularians mm-hmm. and doing a show together. And then we have our solo stuff, our passion stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is this is fun. This is, yep. people are talking about it. And that's, thank you. And all those, you can find us at uh, Instagram at Sularians. Please leave comments and DMs. I would love to have you involved. This is not about us. It's about you. Definitely. Email us any questions, concerns at the tool audience at Gmail, Twitter, you know, get us involved in conversations. We are growing. We're available. We're there. You know, our personal Facebooks, our page is there. So we, you know, we want you guys to be involved and build this tribe. You only yes. as strong as the people you have around you. And we need you. That's, uh, had a great conversation with a friend of mine named Tyler on, uh, Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday, Monday or Wednesday, and he 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 came in and was talking. He's like, "Man, it's really cool what you're doing." You know, like I was like, "Cool, thanks, man." And then like he had a couple of drinks or whatever, and then he's going to leave. And I was, you know, I was giving him a handshake and, and the hug thing. Yeah, you know, hey, man, good to see you. And then he he was telling me he was just like, "Man, you, you inspired me that to, to I want to do this." I'm like, "Okay, what what have you done to get started?" Well, you know, I'm going to 2019. I'm going to start. I was like, "Hey, man." You know what? I got a mic in my house that you can borrow. Well, I don't want to borrow your stuff. I was like, we're not using motherfucker help. I want to help you. Let them help you. Yeah. yeah. God damn. And and he saw what I was doing. I was just like not giving him an option. Yeah. Because the dude's smart as fuck. And he's actually a really good, really good bartender and really good at, he knows the sports, man. Mm -hmm. He's really good. Knows the soccer stuff. And, uh, and I told him, I was like, come over. So he's gonna come over next week. I was like, come over, and man, if you want to come over and start your podcast and use my stuff and we can show you the ropes mm-hmm. to get started, he's like, he's got his laptop or whatever. I was like, come over. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll do a three, 
three mic conversation. You can, if you got a whole script you want to go through on your own, cool, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll set up your soundboard and, and help you in that way and kind of walk you through what we bumbled around to find out. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, he's like, all right, man, let's do this. You know, he's, he was hyped up. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. Anybody, anybody wants to come on, come on the podcast. If you want to come on the podcast, email us, yeah. come to the, come to the, the bar, come to the, wherever. You know how to get hold of us. If you really want to get hold of us, if you get that calling and you're like, man, this would be cool to come be a part of it, to get on, to get on the show, because uh, it's kind of funny. These goofy ass dudes are, are doing a podcast and and they really think they're doing it. They really feeling themselves. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I want to get on there and tell them what they're doing wrong. Cool. Come on. Come tell us what we're doing. Please. Wrong. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm all ears. Good criticism. Yeah, you know, the, the the ones we got lined up for January. I'm really excited about. It. I don't want to give it away yet. Bitch, I don't know. The one is a. We ain't gotta say it right now, but we don't. I'm not gonna say his name. Oh, it's a. The person is a uh, radio personality. Oh yeah, yeah, you did tell me that one. Okay, carry on. We had a conversation. Uh, I did DM uh, John Ham again. He still hasn't got back to me. Oh, didn't John Ham go to uh, 801 Chop House last year? Yeah, well, it was a couple years ago. Oh damn, that was a couple years ago. But he comes in quite a bit. Yeah, because he's from the Lou. Hey, yeah, bro. Yeah, he went to he taught at John Burroughs or whatever, yeah. mm. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. He didn't go to school at John Burroughs. John Burroughs. But uh, got a conversation. I mean, I DM'd him. I DM'd the Rock too, but he hasn't got back to me either. <laughs> but it's I'm possible. Old, that's my cousin. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the other one is uh, I'm excited about. We just got to figure out how to do it. Is uh. I gotta check the email to see if he he says he's gonna send me an email. Uh, the guy that has a YouTube channel called Evolution of Dave, mm-hmm. and uh, if anybody wants to check it out, it's actually pretty cool. He's got like twenty five hundred followers, but the guy uh, he just does a video, a vlog every day of where like how he's evolving as a person, and uh, he talks about doing the Wim Hof. He talks about uh, you know he does pull ups and he does uh, you know just stuff he does every day. It's actually kind of interesting, and and the guy is an entrepreneur. Uh, I think he's he's in his mid to late forties, but uh, he's gonna come on because uh, when I first started down the road of of getting in shape, mm-hmm. I was learning about the Wim Hof. Yep, the Wim Hof breathing, and you know, I kind of understood it, but I didn't quite understand it. And then there was one, the evolution of Dave popped up, and he had talked about what to expect doing the Wim Hof. He'd been on it for a year, and everything that's happened with him, like he cured his. Uh, he cured by doing this breathing technique. Cured his uh, sports asthma. Mm, that's dope. Yeah, and the dude—he's just a really cool, dude. Like, very good explanation. Very well spoken. Like, he's—he—he's he, uh, just a good dude. I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to be one of my favorite ones. Uh, we just got to figure out how to do it via uh, Skype because uh, I sent an email to corporate for to see if we had the money to uh, fly him over. Mm-hmm. We don't. Mm-mm. Not yet. Not yet. TBD to be uh, so. If there are any sponsors, potential sponsors out there that would like to uh, come in and pay for uh, Dave to, even though Dave's probably got more money than all of us, but you know, if you're having someone on your podcast, apparently you're supposed to fly them in. I don't know. Yeah, that's the whatever method. Anyway, so uh, I guess we'll get to what I had going on this week. Uh, so I am coming to the end of my uh, eight week sprint challenge with uh first form and uh plug <laughs> and uh, uh i'm eight weeks in and uh 
tomorrow actually is the uh, the last day for it, which is cool, man. I, I, you know, people have been keeping up with me. They know that I've really taken taking my fitness to another level. You know, I'm I'm looking the best I ever have. I feel the best I ever have. I, I'm I just I'm definitely definitely have taken my we'll say fitness and and also mentally my mental fitness and my physical fitness to levels that uh I've never been to before. I'm honestly in uncharted territory right now. Uh I've never been able to run as far as I'm running now and as fast as I'm running now. Even in college I just you know playing college basketball I wasn't you know wasn't as fast as I am now. Uh I'm never been as strong as I am now uh with my own body weight being able to do the things. Uh you know, I'm just really happy with it. Sorry, Papa John's pizza. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like Papa John's. So uh, now, today, actually, I, yeah, today, uh, I have a guy that's uh, coaching me through the process. I guess you call him a coach, and he works for first form, and he's basically helped me along the way, any questions I have, and, and he's been a great resource. He's kind of kept me... Uh, more focused than I probably could have kept myself on my own with, uh, I've got a lot, you know, a lot of stuff going on in my life and it's just, you know, it is what it is. Like, it's just life. And he, he'll text me here and there like, hey man, how's it going? How's the workouts going? You know, it's cool. Like, I really, I really like it. And then uh, he uh, told me today that there's a year long contest. So I thought, I only thought there was an eight week. All right. So I'm like, what? There's a year long contest? He's like, yeah. He's like, you've got a shot at it. I'm like, and then I started looking at it, and I was like, fuck, I do. Anytime from February to December, you can go from 270-something to, fuck, I'm probably 318 to 315 right now. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, well, sorry, sorry, I said it wrong. 270-something. to uh, I'm probably between 220 and 215. Okay. And uh, I'm going to be, I'll probably be at right at 10%. 10% body fat. I've never, ever been able to see. Tomorrow when I wake up, I'll be able to see my abs. I've never seen my abs before. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Right. Merry Christmas, he said. Yeah. and And so... I don't know. Uh, I think I was in February. I was twenty eight percent body fat or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is this is a whole new ball game for me, my man. I have no clue. I'm just keep going. I just keep trying to improve. And and tomorrow is going to be a big day. Uh, I get up and I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to. So I haven't drink water today at all. So I dehydrate myself. I drink some energy drinks just to help dehydrate myself. Mm. So I wake up tomorrow. I'll go straight straight to the gym mm-hmm. and then do cardio with a, a trash bag on and and trash bag on and uh, a hoodie and, and just kind of sweat out what I can of the water that's left in my body and then take this picture and then it's in uh, whoever I believe in his hands. You yeah. know? Let go and let God. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, even if I don't win the amount of money that is disclosed in this contest, I know that I'm more healthy now than I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. 
And I know that the past doesn't matter anymore. Nope. There's no reason to dwell on that shit, man. It's over. I, I experienced that. You know what it taught me was that I don't ever want to let myself go again. I've worked too fucking hard to get here. Mm-hmm. And it's now. And, you know, I feel, honestly, I'm so confident in myself that, not that I can do everything, because, I mean, everybody fucking falls. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, the thing is, you don't fail until you stop getting back up, like we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. And I still suck at running. I'm still a terrible runner, so I want to get better at that. You know, I want to dunk a fucking basketball in October. Mm-hmm. I want to run a half marathon in, you know, October. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm running doing the fucking Tough Mudder with the fucking, my, I'm like the boy <laughs> band idol that is. Love you, Jeff. Uh, I, uh, I want to do all that. And not that, I, I don't think that I can, I can, I honestly don't think I could. I'm not saying I could beat Jeff at that Tough Mudder. He's got more experience. Mm-hmm. But I want to be like, I want to know I'm there. Yeah. And so, like, that's the competitor in me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the competitor. So let's fucking go, man. And I'm going to do another uh, contest because they, they just start him up again. So I'll do the contest again. Yeah. And now that I know that it goes for a full year, I'm going to keep that concentration for the full year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, by the end, I don't know. I don't want to set goals on that yet because uh, I want you to join up and do the contest here. What contest? The first form contest? Uh-huh. When does that start again? Uh, in January. Mm, good old 19. January. And it's not, it's not anything. Like, it just... What it does, it allows you to stay in, you know, stay up with your fitness. And, and you got, basically have a free trainer that will send out workouts every day to do. Mm-hmm. I don't use them because I'll use them this in 2019, I will. Mm-hmm. I didn't use them in 2018 because I didn't get hooked up to this guy until six weeks ago. Okay. And uh, I'm too far in to, to this, this 2018 of me working this, doing this change up, doing it, doing it by myself. Yeah. To, to take on help now. I got to finish this pitch out. Sorry, man. I'll take your uh, accountability that you, you give me and you you showing me that you care. I will take that and thank you. Because no one no one, no one one knows what I'm going through. No one knows how lonely it is when you're doing something different from everybody else. Yep. You know? When you're, when you're going to the gym after and everybody else is going out having fun and, and you're going there, it's a lonely fucking place, man. And not that I'm trying to, to brag about it, but this shit's lonely. Nobody talk to you about it because they, they don't know. Yeah. They can be like, oh, man, you're doing a great job. And you're just like, you're barely hanging on, you know? Hanging on by a thread. Yeah, hanging on by a thread. But, they're, you know. And the hardest thread is in your mind, man. Oh, it's well, there's no one there but you. I know. There's no one home but you. Right. And that's where the you got to go deep in that fucking dungeon, man. Yeah. You got you have to go so far into your mind that you're just not scared. It's you ever seen the Golden Child with Eddie Murphy? Oh yeah. Me walking through that uh that dungeon and get that glass of water, get the knife, and I'll, I'll eat. you know that scene when he goes to Tibet. Been a long time, yeah. yeah. And he's walking over those failing bridges mm-hmm. and those those uh those stepping stones, mm-hmm. and he can't see the bottom. All he got to hold is that glass of water, mm-hmm. and gets to that knife, and he's by himself. That's it. And, you know, you don't know what step is going to fall through. Mm-hmm. You don't know how you're going to get there. But you know, I got to keep this glass of water. Mm-hmm. I got to get this night to save the world. 
and he gets there. He reaches in, fire rages. Mm-hmm. So what does this glass of water got to do with this rage and fire? And the knife is in there. So he's like, if I throw the water in, no. I have to drink the water. And that water replenishes me, and now I have the knife. And now I can beat Brother Noonsey and save Golden Child. That's awesome. I haven't seen that movie. In, I was so young when I saw it. I only saw it once. Oh, shit. Well, you know, he, you know, being a black man as myself, you know, we watch Golden Child a couple right. times a year. Well, no. I remember being in the movie theater when I was a kid. Oh, see, I, did, I saw it on DVD. Because it came out in, like, 87 or some shit? Yeah, but I remember being in the movie theater. Golden Child was that shit. Uh, I remember being... Give me the knife, please. Yeah, yeah, man. Golden Child So, uh, no, I remember being in a theater, and we were getting ready to watch... I don't know what movie we were watching. Because... If it came out in 87, so I was seven years old, uh, we'd watch the movie, but I still remember it, it was a preview for a movie, and there's Eddie Murphy walking with a, a donkey yep. up the snow hill, and he's like, turns, yep. y'all motherfuckers in the goddamn warm, I'm going to freeze my ass off filming this fucking movie. Like, and my mom and dad are just cracking up laughing. I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh. He was cussing. 86. Yeah. Wow. So I was six years old. Yeah, it came out in 1986. December, so, December 12th. Ooh. I was maybe going on two, maybe yeah. I was going. I would have turned two, twenty third. I wasn't even born then. What are you talking? <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, we'll see how tomorrow goes. I'll keep everybody updated. You can check it out on the socials. The socials. Uh, what are your socials? Some of the I know. We are Slardians, and then yeah. Oh, then Slardians at Cecil W Adams on all platforms. That's C E C I L W. Adams at all the platforms, Snapchat, IG, Facebook. Man, we should get on that LinkedIn. We still haven't got on LinkedIn. I mean, I guess we can. I mean, I guess we, I can look into it and see what's worth. I mean, it is what it is. Right. I mean, it's just it. another platform. I mean, YouTube. Uh, we got to get some shit on, or I need to get some shit on YouTube. Yeah. I've been fucking around with that We one. need to get back into video shit. So I can make well, sure. I, I do like just putting, like, I think we should get a new, uh, Album cover for uh, 2019. Start off with something. Yeah, we got we got to do a photo shoot. We got to get some pictures done. Uh, that was, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, we need new pictures. I know I do. I, I, like yeah, anything. I need some new headshots. I need, I need all that shit. I need the whole nine. I need, <laughs> I need, I need any um, makeup artists out there, any photographers, any, uh, you know who you are. I'm just kidding. Any, any of you guys that are willing to donate your time. Your time. We will donate time on the podcast and on all of our socials to, to yeah we'll we promo- we promote you we'll support you we get you right. out there we run we run we'll, we'll drop uh with some drops for you no right. question about it exactly okay so that was the week that was uh let's get into uh what we decided to talk about today and that was uh this last podcast by uh aubrey marcus if you guys don't know he owns on it fitness out of austin actually uh a guy that's really helped me a lot. He's actually one of my mentors. I, I read uh, his blog. I read I read a lot about him. I mean, he's just dope-ass man. <laughs> and he's a very attractive man as well. Yeah, I mean, Aubrey and Marcus for clear two reasons. Aubrey, um, Drake, one of my very favorite artists. Yeah. And, you know, Marcus. Marcus, <laughs> need I say more? Correct. On his podcast, number 183, he has Gerard Adams. Now, I didn't know who Gerard Adams was going into this podcast, but I'm listening to it because it's Aubrey and I'm like his fanboy. Kind of like Jeff Wynn, I'm just a fanboy. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, going into it, Gerard Adams, uh, when he was, he's just basically like a hustler. Mm-hmm. And he's done very well for himself. But uh, there was a incident that happened when he was young because he was selling he was selling marijuana, mm-hmm. he was selling weed. Yep. And uh, he was really almost just got busted, didn't he? You know yeah. Um, yeah. The story was he I guess he dropped out of college. His dad wanted him to go to Princeton. He's like, I'm not good at the school shit. So he was like, All right, I'm gonna hustle this weed. Dad came downstairs, saw him with the baggies and the scale. Like, first off, bro, why is your door not locked? Yeah. I mean, when I do my crime, I make sure the crime scene is very well secured. Right. And my head on a swivel. Who just does, who, who does, who bags up coke and drugs just with the door open? I think it was just weed. Though. It, it was, was just weed. Right. I'm sorry. He was not dealing coke. It was weed. Right. This is, this is, I don't know when that, I don't know what, what year it was, but lock the door, stupid. Right. Right. So anyway, dad I didn't came, think that. I dad came, that was I was like, bro, but it's a blessing. Like I say, God doesn't scream. He whispers. So <laughs> came down, dad hit him with the, I'm disappointing you, son. I was like, damn. Wish I had a daddy that just be disappointed in me. Well, and then um, he's like, I'm, "Hey, I'm sorry." No, it's all right. it makes me a better man. And then uh, he's like, uh, "Dad was like, I'm not getting your well, biological dad's a piece of shit. So if that makes you feel better, true. I mean, we're even. Yeah. Sometimes not having a dad is better than right. having a trash dad. Right. I mean, my my dad, dad, dad is where I got my work ethic from and everything. And like that dude taught me how to be a man. Anyway, carry on. And um, so. He was moving. I'm gonna move that dope. So he was, yes, he was dropping off weed to like his friend's mom, mom or some yeah, crazy yeah. shit. Like uh-huh. I said, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I get it. I, I understand. He's like, but he got pulled over, and he's like, oh shit, this is what my dad told me about. I'm gonna go to jail. But the cops actually skipped him and went to someone that had like a breaking and entering or some kind of yeah. some higher crime than just yeah. pulling him over. He was like. This is my sign to stop selling weed. Yeah. Because God let me go. This is the one that scrapes the chin. Yeah. He's like, I say, yep. And he listened. And he said very prominently and very clearly that he heard the whisper and said, I need to do something different. Went, went back to school and got into what he got into. But the 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 moral of that story is, you know, you have to be, you have to listen when he gives you a chance. He's like, hey, I could have just ignored it and went back to what I was doing. But I said, yeah. you know what? Maybe this is my sign that I don't be doing this shit. I got one sign my dad said, hey, I'm disappointed. And you got one strike, then you got a second one where you're like, where you just, just caught that motherfucker, man. You just fouled that ball off. So you're not on strike two, but fuck, it was close. Yeah. And he got into what up. he got into. So where did he go from there after he... He, uh, so he always, oh shit, he always found himself being good at content. Yes. He liked doing content on the internet. So he got hooked up with uh, some Wall Street jokers. I think, yeah, I started doing some stuff from people on Wall Street. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, putting out content for them, but he was working on his website mm-hmm. and, and doing, oh, I'm sure we're butchering this, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's general knowledge. If you guys want to hear the whole thing, it's on Aubrey Marcus Podcast, and it's uh, episode 183. Three. Yeah, 183. Yeah. Uh, so he talks about how he started working for these different mentors and, like, really building their stuff up, and then he was building his website, and then... I think they rated stocks or rated the traders. That's what yeah. it was, five-star traders or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, he was giving them an avenue to sort of get into selling their product beside their usual customers. Yeah, like he was, he built, built, he was building a profile. He was like the marketing manager for these right. different. For these guys that didn't know anything about the internet. And so he, yeah. he was like 19, mm-hmm. like just killing the game. I think, uh, I think he said at 23, he had like $20 million. <laughs> he was like, I bought two Bentleys because one is just never enough. Right. And I had this and then condo. And just like, how can you? Like, 
God. You, you peasant, you only have one Bentley? One Bentley. I took a Snapchat with a Bentley, and people thought that I fucking had a Bentley <laughs> last week. Seriously. The guy's like, this guy comes in, it's, it's I don't know, I'm not going nah, to put his name uh-huh. out there. But uh, he's like, hey, man, I heard you got a new car. I'm like, well, no. What are you talking about? I drive a Mazda. <laughs> and he's like, no, the Bentley, man. Everybody's talking about you driving a Bentley now. I'm like. God, people are so short bus. I was like, that that was a joke, dude. I don't know who's fucking Bentley that was. That's called sarcasm, and you guys are gullible. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, he's young. Whatever. Uh-huh. If you want to believe I have a Bentley, you, and you see how hard I work, then. I mean, I will have a Bentley. At least rent a Bentley. Actually, I'd just be probably driving your Bentley. Because yeah. I'm, I'm not going to buy a Bentley. Yeah, I'll have one. Right. I'll be fine with my Tesla. I'll be fine. Yeah, I have one of those, too. I've been a daily driver, but, you know, I got to stun these bitches. I got to bring out the Bentley truck. But, stun on these hoes? Yeah, you know, I have my moments. But every work, <coughs> but every, every work meeting we go to is going to be uh, driving the 99 Ford F-150. Thank you, Jeff Wright. Uh, Jeff Wright Auto Body in uh, Karnak, Illinois, uh, for fixing the truck that I bought from my best friend uh, growing up. And... The $500 truck I'm into for like $1,700 now. But the motherfucker's going to be fun. It's going to have dual exhaust. It's going to sound like a fucking badass. Straight up fucking country boy from Southern Illinois. Anyway, back on track. So the kid gets up to uh, Gerard Adams has a net worth of around $20 million. He flew uh, his family out to Florida where he uh, rented a yacht. And he's driving around on a 150-foot yacht and uh, doing this thing, you know, living, living life. But then, when you're living that life, there's always something coming for you you're not prepared for. That ego. That ego, baby. That ego's undefeated. And that's why I was, I was so, I, that's what caught my attention. And I was just like, you know, if you don't humble yourself, life will humble you. And he got humbled. And I respected that he was, once again, able to hear that whisper. It's like, oh, guys, like, oh, 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 your shit don't stink? Hmm, mm-hmm. I got something for you. So I was like, hold my wine, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> So man, some lessons. He was uh he had all this twenty million in the stock market, right? Something, I think this, something like that. They started that. talking that stock market talking. I they, they went above my head for a second. But uh basically he had all of his money leveraged and uh then the crash came. And so he lost twenty yep. million dollars. So mm-hmm. he's back to zero. Right. And then he he was down in dumps about it. He was Pretty pissed off at the world. He lost his money. Didn't know he was going to do. I had to sell them Bentleys. Had to yep. sell that condo. <sighs> he had to eat that. The that humble pie. That showed him you got to let go of the ego. And I think that that's the biggest thing I've taken away from this is, you know, my ego. Once I came to terms with the fact that I needed to let go of my ego. Mm-hmm. And my ego was actually holding me back. Yeah. From, you know, I thought... You know, I was too good to get out and run. You know, like, oh, I don't need to run. You know, like, shut the fuck up, ego. I'm going to get out here and run. You're not good at running. You're going to hurt yourself. Your your body's not made for running. You're a big guy. Big guys can't run. Now, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Put one foot in front of the other and get out there and fucking run, man. Yeah. You know? It starts with a walk, and then a slow trot, then a jog, and then you just start running. Just start moving forward. And that that would have caught me. Like, he, he, he could have could have been mad about it. He could have been... You know, he could have been resentful about losing. He said, "Okay, well, he went back selling drugs. Yep, hustling a whole new thing because he has a whole new clientele that he'll sell to you now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all need drugs, right? 
You gotta find a drill that works for you. So he uh, he decides that he wanted to start teaching all these people that are coming out to they're graduating from college. He wants to. If you don't turn that goddamn. Is it too loud? Uh, yes, my. No, I was barely registering. Sorry. Okay. Well, I'm in pain. Thank Sorry. you. Sorry. God bless. Amen. Well, I'm a loud talker. So, uh, him and a buddy basically start. Uh, was it Elite Daily? Right. Yes. Elite yes. Daily. And so, if anybody's, if you don't know about Elite Daily, Google it. That so. shit. That shit. It's off the chain. They're basically writing articles, and they took a lot of lot of shit because they didn't go See, to. So if you turn, can you turn my headphones down? Your headphones down? Yeah, because you loud as a motherfucker in my ears. Uh, that would have to be. Is that better? Oh, that's so much better. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Elite Daily is. They took a lot of heat when they started it because they weren't journalists, but they were writing articles about stuff that actually mattered. And instead so of came up quick, if. People didn't have to, you know, the millennial age, they were just going around to all these different places, these different websites to get articles, to read what they, the news they wanted to read. So basically Elite Daily put all these articles that people wanted to read into uh, one place. What's up? I'm looking at Elite, Elite Daily now, and this layout of the website looks very familiar to a um, website design thing I was using earlier. It's not bad, though. Right on. It's not... I see I what mean, it is. So he's, I, I mean, he sold it. Like, right. Clearly, it's out of his hands now. It's in yeah. some corporate fuckboy's so, hands. And, uh, well, they just bought his platform is all they did. Yeah. They bought his following, which is mm-hmm. smart. I mean, yeah. smart on their part. So, and then he goes through how he didn't want to sell Elite Daily, but he did. He, what do they call it? The, uh, his exit? Exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when you get into a business, you scale it up. Start, and you start try up. to get somebody to you start buy up it. and then you sell it. That's the exit, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a fifty, like, 50 like million hear, dollar exit is. You hear exit strategies and all that yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, exit strategies are. <laughs> well, this the way how you want to get the. Fu- yeah, yeah, yeah. But you going for exit, yeah. So he uh, he got out. He he made a shit ton of money. And he built himself back up, and now he's uh, he said actually it depressed him. Uh, yeah. Remember? He yeah. talked about how he was depressed and like how he was always having. He loved Elite Daily, but he he was depressed about it. And to me. I've never known that type of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard for me to think that I would be depressed after having $50 million in my account. But after he explained it, I kind of got it. Yeah. And it it really, like, I just don't. Money doesn't equate happiness. I like the part when he got out of there, he was like, I, I, like, the, I like the part that really stuck in my mind was when he went to the inner city of New Jersey, because he's from New okay. Jersey or Staten Island, somewhere northeast in that New York, New Jersey area. He opened a um, a business incubator, incubator mm-hmm. in a place that had no idea what that meant, and he was so his ego was still rampant in him because he felt he needed to be there every day, being a CEO or being open to close every yeah. day and, like, and helping and, everyone. Which and, he, he was trying to get back, but he was just in too engulfed. Right? Yeah, and that was part. It was when he was in depressed. He was, that was part of his depression period, and then he said he had had enough. Um, selflessness so say hello to a a, a veteran uh-huh. at a bar and you know they had they that. weren't even in new jersey though they were somewhere was he in california he was somewhere else he wasn't in new york or anything he was i thought he was i thought he was like in california or something in anyway besides the point when he went back like the guy yeah go ahead. The, guy, the guy came in found him at the incubator and they called him like um, well that's not even a thing though so there was two of them there was a guy that had been in the military for 30 years and the one guy that was a seal Right. The and SEAL part, I remember. The other part, I guess. The, uh, the guy that had been there for 30 years, he had the conversation with him. The SEAL didn't really say anything. 
Okay. The seal just kind of, not necessarily big dick, but it was real quiet and just kind of listened to him. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, and he really didn't even talk to the seal. Okay. That was the, the thing. I was just like, that's weird. But in my mind, when he's telling the story, I'm like, hmm, I think I know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. He said he gets back and he's telling people that he met these guys, whatever, whatever. He gets back to New Jersey and he's telling about it. He said, uh, was it a couple days later, right? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, it, wasn't far away from when he got back. Yeah. Uh, he gets a call at 6 a.m. and he hadn't gotten to the office yet. And he's like, yeah. There's this Hulk Hogan looking guy, this <laughs> swole ass guy that's here. Looking swole ass Navy you. SEAL. Like yeah. he's he said, asked- Does it look like this? He's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm on the way. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And um, so I guess he he gets there and like they have a conversation in the office and like this I couldn't quit couldn't catch the three questions or three responses he I caught one of them was like you know if you're doing something that you're afraid of keep doing it and go through it mm-hmm. and then there was two more I could I mean, even when I rewinded from that part I couldn't catch he didn't distinctly explain the three right. either he, questions or three things that the guy said that he sort of lives by I was like bro you need to make sure you nail that yeah. your list like I couldn't catch the right. other two well, I mean his platform is he's probably re- read a story so many, repeated it so many times right but the point being is the seal didn't know why but he felt like he just needed to go talk to Gerard. Yes. He had no reason. He he was still active duty. He, mm-hmm. He's still active duty in San Diego. And he was like, I just felt I needed to come here and talk to you. Yep. I don't know why. Nope. I have no clue why, but I needed to talk to you. That's that whisper. That whisper and, got him. And he asked Gerard, he was like, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And that's when Gerard broke down. He said, not good. This is my moment to be... If I can be totally honest with anybody, I can be t- honest with this man that took the time to get here to ask me that question. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not doing good, bro. No, man. And he explained to him, like, um, you need to pretty much delegate. Like, what you're doing, you're not good to your company if you're not good to yourself first. Yes. And he was saying, in a SEAL group, yep. I can't help somebody if I don't know what's going on with them. Right. And as seals, we pick each other up. So if I know mm-hmm. if you down, I'm gonna pick you up and carry you to the next next whatever, mm-hmm. and vice versa. We all can't be Superman every day. Mm-hmm. This is what the value of a team. This is why we're so tight. Because I know if you down, I'm gonna pick you up and vice right. versa. Exactly. And you said the same the same. But you have to know what's going on. Right. You can't. You can't. You can't put up this. He basically was I, the way I took it was he was telling him not to put up a front. Mm-hmm. Be open and honest with everybody that's around you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's fucking dope. Bring them in. Yeah. Bring them into your humanity. Be a human being. You're, being. you're trying to be a machine. You're not. Mm-hmm. And you're. And when you leave the office, you have to sit and deal with the pressure you're putting on yourself. You're not letting people in to help you. Correct. And then you're not. Also, when you're not letting them in to help you, they can't help themselves because they're trying to be like you. And right. to help, if you want to help them truly, allow them to help you do things you can't do. And help you be a better person. Yes. Show them you're weak. Show them that today I'm having a hard day. Maybe they can say or do something to help you get through that and vice versa. And that's and that's what I love about it is like you and I both were just open with each other about like there's there's certain shit we just don't know how to do. Like I'm not gonna lie to you and be like, Yeah, I know how to fucking edit all this film, I know how to post on all this shit. Like I don't. We get there. Yeah. I mean it's not great at first. We just keep banging on it. Keep banging, keep coming up with shit. Yeah. Listen. And then, you know, like the last couple of weeks, you know, last week with Rusty, 
we, he was just happened to be <laughs> down here in Sea Light. We're like, well, there we go. There's our guest. Yeah. And it was a fun podcast. I mean, we talked for fucking two hours. Mm-hmm. And we didn't we didn't freak out about it. This week, we had a couple people cancel, which is fine. Whatever, man. Cool. We'll yeah. still put something out there, and it'll be good content for people to listen to, hopefully uplifting them. And uh, hopefully they share it with other people, and, and you know, we bring a value to them. Because mm-hmm. that's what we're here for. We're here to bring value to everyone. And, and get perspective, man. Like, you know, my fucking car stopped being a car yesterday yeah. and i own that there are things i could have done better to make sure to properly right. maintain my car but like i took that as an opportunity to do other things and trying to figure that shit out you yeah. know what i'm saying it'll, it'll take care of itself right. and we'll get there but like it's okay like i've learned to take setbacks or challenges as an opportunity to learn and grow from them yeah. we're like being positive is just a natural thing to do yeah. even when it's bad like you know coming home take my mom to the store car stop damn Okay, well, thank God I got this decent insurance that I had a free tow truck to come and drop the <laughs> right. car off. And blah, blah. Right. It could be so much worse, but like people are like, your po- your positivity is just amazing. I'm positive. You'd be like, I can't be nothing but. <sighs> like, I can't afford to be anything but positive because I have life. Right. Everyone doesn't have life. Everyone doesn't have... I have nothing, but I have it all at the same time. Right. And the least I can do is be grateful and positive to where maybe... When I'm, I'm being positive about a shit situation, maybe you realize like maybe my life ain't that bad. Cause your life, you have life. There's people that don't mm-hmm. have life at all. I'm people in situations where it looks bleak and it's not shining, but like the sun will come out. Yeah, these dark moments gonna make you better if you choose to see the positivity or the the opportunity in this in this dark yes. space. Yes, like e- even today, even today with me, I go to uh, Target South City to get uh, the the toy Remember, for it. Uh, uh, I don't know. Tr- uh, like 104, so I'll, I'll remember. All right. Uh, but I went to get the toy for my daughter, and uh, we, you know, I get there, and it said on the website that they had they had three left, and I got there, and there wasn't three. So, you know, and I'm just like, okay, cool. All right, no big deal. Uh, so I asked them, I was like, hey, can you check with other other targets? Like, yeah, sure. So there was four down South County, and then there was uh, one in Brentwood. So I was like, well, I'm going to go with uh, numbers. So I'm going to go to uh, South County. So I get down there, and the, the place is just packed. <laughs> and I walk back to the thing, and it's like the shelf was empty where it's supposed to be at. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I just got the text message and the call. About that, uh, the contest is a year-long contest as well, and so my mind is is kind of frazzled because it's like, man, I could have worked harder if I would have known there was a there was a, a full year contest. I could have done so much blah 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 blah, yeah. all going through my head. And I could have freaked the fuck out, but now, like with my mental training and 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 my self work that I've done over this past year, I was like, no, you know what? You've put the work in. You've been doing it. Maybe there's a few things you could have done better, but now you know. You've taken, you know, I've taken myself further than I ever have. Like, I can't get down on myself because mm-hmm. because some monetary fucking uh, thing that I didn't know about, you know, I could have possibly won. I don't know. You know, it might, I don't know. I, I think I'll be in the conversation. But 
you know, I can't get mad at myself for the past shit that, you know, that I could have worked on. You don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right. And so, you know, and then this lady that, uh, you know, took me meant to find somebody to help me. And uh, I'd ask a couple people and they, you know, they couldn't, they, that wasn't their area, it was fine. I didn't, I was like, oh, okay, sorry. You know, could you point me to the direction of the person? And the lady led me to the other lady and then she's like, oh yeah, just show me where it's at. And I came over and showed her and she's like, oh, it looks like we got three in the back. And, and she scanned it and looked and three in the back. I was like. It's amazing how being nice to other people gets you yeah. places. It's free too. Yeah. Being nice to people is very yeah. free. And then she comes back with, uh, you know, and it took her a while. So I'm like starting to freak, not freak. I'm just like, I'm gonna have to drive. Like, you know, I want to get over and help you out. Mm-hmm. And then I had somebody else hit me up that I needed to stop by and had a full day. And so I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to drive to uh, Chesterfield now. So I'm like, uh, you know, making contingency plan, trying to get it all figured out, and. Uh, then, you know, uh, my girlfriend calls me and is like, oh, hey, you know, they got one here. It'll be sitting here at this time, you know, the, the one in Chesterfield. Like, she's like, I'll go ahead and buy it and it'll just be there. That way you know it's there. I was like, cool. Yeah, that'll work. You know, I was like, just hold on a second. And then uh, and then the lady comes up smiling. She had all four of them. She's like, here you go. I was like, I only need one. Thank you so much. You're amazing. I wanted to hug her, but I was like, it's in the middle of Target. I didn't know how the whole thing goes. Oh, man. You never give too much hugs to the camera. Yeah, she had, but she had the, the things, and she was busy, and I was like, yeah. I, I thank you so much, and, and uh, you're great, and thank you for some, being so nice. You know, I just thanked her and gave love, and like, uh, you know, that whole thing, I walk out, and uh, it's funny, because then I went over to Costco and uh, picked up a couple things, and the line at Costco was... <sighs> All the registers were busy, and they were all backed up. Let me tell you, it was so busy at those lines that they had the guys from the tire shop in there bagging for them. Yeah. That's how busy they were, right? So this is where the gangster hustler in me comes out. And I was like, oh, when I pick up my prescription here, they let me check out, too, Mm -hmm. over in the pharmacy. Yeah. And it's always this one lady there. I wonder if she's there. And I walked through, and then uh, I saw her, and I was like, hey. She said, hey, how's it going? Did you have a prescription? I was like, no. I was really hoping to maybe if I could check out. And she's like, oh, yeah, Cecil, it's fine. That's yeah. probably my name. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah. And she was like, you're always so nice. Like, And I checked out right there. Yep. These other people are in the line. Mm-hmm. I checked out and walked out. It was a five- to seven-minute trip walking into Costco and walking out, mm-hmm. all because I was nice to this lady. Since I've been going there to get my prescription. It's crazy. Like, I didn't think, I didn't know. I was like, you know what, I'm going to check it. It's not like I'm going to lose a lot in the, uh, you know, by going over there and checking. It's not like I'm going to miss a bunch of places in line. You know, these guys are working as hard as they can. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, let me see. And I went over and she just happened to be there. Yep. And I was just like, oh, thank you for for letting me check out. I appreciate you so much. Thank Mm -hmm. you. You know, I mean, it sucks that I had to renew my card, my membership, but whatever. It was sixty bucks I wouldn't think about spending, but yeah. Worth it. Oh uh, yeah. Totally worth it. I mean that's the price I had to pay not to wait in that line. It's like a fair trade. Yeah. You'd be back. Yeah, exactly. So uh yeah. Uh I didn't see at the end of that interview uh with Gerard Adams, I didn't see where he had was uh he had went and did an ayahuasca ceremony. I didn't see that guy doing that. Did you you didn't hear at the end when he talked about he had done or DMT. Yeah. Did you 
it was at the very very end he started talking about DMT, like how he it opened up his mind and right. like he he's became so much. He's learned that all the material stuff he had doesn't mean anything. Correct, you know, like. We'll save that whole plant medicine thing for another podcast because we need somebody in here that's more versed on it than we are. Correct. Uh, so if anybody knows a shaman that would be willing to come on the podcast, we'd love to talk to him. Yeah. Because that's what they bonded over, the D, the, their DMT experiences. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's Gerard had told Aubrey about some guy that has a camera that can sort of capture the Yeah, energy. the Polaroid. The Polaroid. Yeah, and Aubrey's like, I don't really believe in He's like, I'll do it. He's right. like, but I don't think a, a camera can capture my aura. Right. He's like, I'll come in as a skeptic, but I'm going to do it. And that's, and that's and that's all you can do. Like, yeah. I might come in like, this might be some bullshit, but still go right. through it. Since yeah. I know you have that same experience with the DMT. And that, you know, that's not for everybody. You sort of have to do a lot of self things. What, what do you say? It'll, it'll find you when it finds you. Exactly. But you're meant to, to, to do that. It'll come to you. Yeah. It's just not, uh, it's not, every, not for everybody. You got to no. sort of be ready to receive it. Right, because it's, it's a gift. Yeah. It's definitely a gift. The the everything I've read about it, every uh, it's just it's not it's not something that a bunch of you know stoners do or whatever. It's 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 a it's it, it's it's a it's a bridge to ancient medicine that before all this other distractionary bullshit. Like yeah. it's back to you and the earth, and mm-hmm. and you know energy doesn't really die; it just re reforms itself. You know what I'm saying? So it's allowing you to reach levels of yourself and and the energy in the universe that a lot of things we have now distracted from doing so. Right. And DMT is, is produced by your body. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I know it's in the frontal lobe. I don't know what the name of the, the area is. I can't, I haven't done enough work on it, but I, I understand it where they think it came from the, uh, but that's for another time. We'll get into that some other time and fractals and this whole thing. We'll get into all that. We'll go, we'll go deep down that rabbit hole. I don't know if anybody's going to want to join us. That may be at least watch episode or listen to podcast, but we will go down the road because I want to go down that road. Yeah. Because I think that there's a lot of people that we associate with that don't know anything about it and just, you know, maybe. You definitely have to approach it with an open mind. Open minds get there faster. If you if you think if you think you know it all, you know nothing. Right. And you think everything that's been told to you is the truth and the end all be all, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to do a lot of self self work before you can even Yeah. Before you even find you. Because you can see stuff that, that I mean, I, I don't we'll go into that another time. We'll we'll definitely give you guys a, a heads up when that's gonna happen and uh mm-hmm. I'm sure there's gotta be some shamans in, in St. Louis that we can reach out to. Fuck yeah, probably on Cherokee Street. Probably. I mean I don't even know how you do you have a validity to what makes you a shaman? Like, is there something that, is there like a do you know certification? Who, do you know who I'm thinking of? Cat. Cat, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to hit her up and see what she knows and what she she's got. Not, I don't think she's a shaman. No, but I think she might know people that know people. Oh, she would know. know yeah, she probably knows somebody in the area. Yeah, yeah. She, she's she was in, into the, the rocks and the earth. Yeah, and all yeah, 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 yeah. It just took us a minute. To, that's what I'm saying. Like, it didn't come to us until it was ready to come to us. And it came separately, you know? I think it came to me first, and then we started talking about it, and then it came to you, and mm-hmm. now in these airways, it's coming to other people, you know. Uh, I didn't hear anything about it until I started listening to Aubrey Marcus, honestly. Yeah. Uh, what? I, I, no, I'm with you a thousand percent. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm open. Like, I, wait, what do you, what's going on? Somebody talking shit on the... No, no. Uh, no. I mean, I don't care. It's funny. No, I'm, I'm laughing at Brandon. Oh, uh, Brandon Riley? Yeah. What's he doing? 
he 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 went to out to a work party with some coworkers. You know what people do when they go out. Yeah, work. especially uh, y'all party, y'all party different. Yeah, you know that shit goes. Well, you know, for some people it's a good time and it's a work party. For me, it's a Monday. <laughs> so, don't, so don't, so don't, so don't group me in with them. No, no, not you. I'm not <laughs> it's so funny when people say some dumb shit. You're like, well, not you. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're one of the good ones, not you. Yeah, but you know those other people. Like, such and such people are really bad at driving. Well, not you. Like you're great, just you know people that have your same hue or your same gender are horrible. But no, no, you're good. You're good. Am I really? All men are assholes. Except you, Cecil. You're the nicest guy ever. You're such a great friend. <laughs> you speak so well. Hey, bitch, that's racist. I have a fucking lisp. What are you talking? about? <laughs> oh, I, I, I talk to people. Oh, you speak. They like, like, oh, you put words together in such an eloquent way. So what you saying is you're not used to seeing this hue with being this very well um, spoken. Or, Man. or, they're just paying you a compliment, and they really mean it. And I and and I appreciate. It. I want you to know, don't say that like that again. Everyone's not going to receive as well as I. Do. Right. Okay. <laughs> or when it's so it's so thing. funny when I'm when I'm playing PlayStation and, and I'm talking with people like on there that I've never met that we just play video games together because that shit's fun. Like that shit is a lot is a blast. <laughs> and they're like, like become Facebook friends with them or whatever, and the first thing they say is like, "See, so you, you're you're white." <laughs> yeah, been yep. that way for a while now. Been there for. I've had this tan. This but no, 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 no. Your name's Cecil. Uh huh. What, what? Should I be black? And this is a black dude talking to me. He's like, No, I just assumed you were black. I was like, Okay, I I, okay. I don't. I think I. I was I like, Are we not gonna play video games together anymore because I'm white? And he's like, No, no, man. I'm not saying that. I was just. I mean, I'm like you. you you should have known that I wasn't black when you seen how bad I was at video games. Tangent <laughs> <laughs> <Tender> story. <laughs> um, last weekend, I took my uh, my god nephew backpack to his dad's house, and like you know, they're out in North Carolina. They were playing like not Mortal Kombat, but the um, Injustice Two. Yeah, on PS Four. Yeah, it looks I said sweet. And like I just couldn't comprehend how good this goddamn eight year old yeah. was at this game and playing his dad yeah. and the graphics. I said, My heart, I said, I'm horrible. I said, I'm out the game, bro. Right. I played a play more comeback on Xbox One. I was getting I was getting handled by the goddamn um damn story mode. And they were getting it in. I'm terrible. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm pausing, looking at fucking moves and shit in the <sighs> menu. I, my motor skills couldn't mm-hmm. keep up with the speed of what needed to be done to execute this goddamn game. I'm jumping, pressing X buttons. I'm just, just pushing button shit. Smashing. Yeah. I'm button smashing. I couldn't comprehend the uh-huh. motor skills. I'm out the game for 10 years. I still have it at 360. Like, I just don't have it. So, and, the biggest thing, what I understand with it, I didn't start really playing video games since 35. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in for, I've been, you know, playing for a year now. So, <laughs> but anyway, like, I just don't have that motor skill just because I didn't grow up on it, man. I was always outside. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, and plus I grew up really poor, so I didn't have it. And then when I got to college, I don't, like, all the rest of the dudes had game systems. I just never had one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a mix of both. I just, I think once I got a car, it's when I was like, I'm out this house and yeah, I just never right. went back so like 25 was probably the last time I was decent and I spent the money had it online blah 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 the last game I bought for 360 which who has that now nobody <laughs> nobody I was like it was like 
Uh, I mean, I, my last NBA game was NBA Live. I don't think they make that no more. It's just 2K. Yeah. Oh, no, it's 2K. Remember when 2K came around, I was like, I'm not buying this shit. NBA Live. I had Dwight Howard on the cover. And in Orlando. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, awesome. I have NCAA with Tebow on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only halfway good at that. Right. <laughs> Tebow. I just, once I got that call, I'm like, I'm out the house, bro. The only reason being here. How many streets? Uh, you know, like, I, anymore that I just played. Plays the kiddo, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, right. And his dad was playing. His dad was his dad. Like lost the first one. I was like, bro, was it playing beside each other? Or was his dad on the on the? It was versus. No, no, it was in the room. They okay. was playing. Each, he like and got the dad was like dark side and like that. The character was amazing. Oh yeah, I watched it on uh, ESPN. They had uh, the the national championships. For that yeah, show. that's and, just fucking fascinating. Yeah, and it's just it's the graphics are it's it's mind blowing and. There's stuff these these pros are doing that it, it's insane. Like they they'll they're doing moves to set a person up for one move that's gonna. You mm-hmm. know, they'll they're, do the they're same. They're playing move. chess. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a chess is. match. Yeah, a, a fast pace one at that, right. and I was so impressed. Like his dad came back. Like okay, like Jason, you can't embarrass us for, for the OGs. Whoop his little ass in his game, and he battled in like I like, think he won. So they had so at least he he's sharp because his son right. plays. I'm like right. okay, so they're even, and like you see how the son like oh fuck that he he's no kids stand up and get all shit. It's like yeah, ah! get your ass off. He was casual for like yeah, I'm football with my dad's ass. Right. He's like oh dad, what the shit? He's like right. nah. motherfucker. I said yeah, get his ass. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> Hercules, Hercules, get his, get his ass. Do it for the do it for the grown folks. Whoop his right. ass. It's it's funny like uh uh. I was playing. It was it was me. Yeah, I was playing the uh, Fortnite, mm-hmm. and I got into that. that. It's fun because it's really good for my ADD because mm-hmm. you play for ten minutes and then it's over. You know yeah. that round's over and you don't have to play another one. You know right. whatever. And uh, we we're playing squads, and it was me, uh, three of the guys that are that are uh, my age, mm-hmm. you know, in their thirties. And uh, so we got down. We were the final squad, and there was one guy left. Mm-hmm. Right, so there was I don't know how many squads there were. They got down to just there was five people left. Four of them were with were us, mm-hmm. and there was one dude. <laughs> that dude killed all of us. Damn. I mean, it was like a ba- like I the dude. I I didn't know what to. I'm like, like guys. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm trying to shoot this dude. And like I caught him. I caught him. Look, I threw a grenade that he just happened to land by, and I mm-hmm. you know knocked his shield or whatever. And then like he drops both of us and. uh the one guy that was a stoner that was playing with us, I got what was his name? He had a really cool, really cool fucking name. But he's just like, 21 kills? Oh, no, 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 it was no. 12 kills? Hey, buddy, why don't you put them sticks down and go outside and get laid? <laughs> I died. I literally almost peed my pants with that dude. I was just like, oh, my God. That was great. That's funny. He's like, hey, hey, buddy. Yeah. Let's put those sticks down and go outside and try to get it's laid. It's like one of the movies when it's like Denzel, like it's like 10, 10 guys. He whoops everybody's ass. Right. <laughs> like, All right, but I think if you had a chance, come his ass whooping in 35 seconds. <laughs> right. I was like, well, humble pot. Mmm, delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's just humbling, yeah. bro. I don't think he takes anything after Denzel gets done with him. Nope, this is over with. He's underrated. I think that, the, what was the one uh, where he shoved the grenade in the dude's ass? Mm. Man on fire. That one was underrated. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was really good. I, I, I like movies when the good guy dies. And he and he sacrifices. He, yeah, he treated his life for hers, right? Yeah. I respect that shit. I respect what shit. That's good, right? Yeah. The superhero doesn't always have to win. No. He has to win, but, but he's a martyr. Then he's a martyr. 
Right. So yeah, it's, he, he did. He you know his dad wasn't shit. The dad was full of shit, and <coughs> so it was a little girl, right? Sorry, guys. Yeah, but his dad had set up the whole kidnapping and shit. Oh, that's right. That's right. The, the kid's dad. Set yeah, it the up. kids set it up. It was Antonio. It wasn't Antonio. Who was the dad? Was Antonio. Uh, uh, was uh, Mark, Antonio? Mark Anthony. Oh, uh, it was Mark. Anthony. J Lo's. Yeah. Um, twin baby daddy. Baby daddy. Yep. And the wife was no the wife was. I can't think of who the wife was. But yeah, the Mark Anthony was the dad. And it was and he was the bodyguard. Blah blah blah. It was a good movie. Whatever yeah. it was written. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, God, it was a good one. That was uh. Then what was the one with him and uh? Him who? I'm trying to think. Of, the guy that played Superman on TV forever. Uh, um. Um. Dean. Uh, Dean. Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Yeah. Or Dean Kane was like a. Uh, Former football player. Anyway, that oh, was that I, was okay. That was down like the Bayou or whatever down in New Orleans or something. Or oh, Florida down. Um, in- um, that's the one in due time or some shit like that. Yeah, I just watched the one Equalizer too. Yeah, that was very very well written. Like the one, the first one was dope, but I think the second one was good because it made more per- it more personal. Right, they got into like why his um, like you know his wife had died and what they said they explained what he did in his former life stuff he was a badass working for the government mm-hmm. and then like he's a lift driver in the second movie <laughs> I like which it. is so dope so, yeah. oh, I, i've been there Ding. right and um he just did what was right for the sake of being right then you know his past came back to buy him in the ass and he's like okay well i won't give away the movie i probably am but it was the scene where he's like okay well i'm gonna kill you 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 and you and y'all going to war if they, they got the villains like you don't want to go war with us. He's like, no, you're going to war with me. That's a bad motherfucker. He is a bad man. He's a bad man. When a motherfucker can be calm and say, okay, well, um, I'm well, a- I think that's the calm one always, always that's what never made- overexerts itself. I, I, I mean, at least in the movies, like, I always try to stay calm when I'm in a situation, but sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, it's, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's the villain that, that remains poised are my favorite ones, like Thanos. Yeah. The entire movie, he was poised. He was all this work for one drop of blood. He was. Com- I was like, oh, he was. He was. He was. Com- he was committed to his what he believed in. Yeah, he was poised. He was gonna go to whatever he had to do to get through it. Have you watched the new Voltron season eight? No, I'm that one's to. a good one too. I mean, I don't know if it's a good. I'm, I'm gonna take two days off from uh, working out after tomorrow, and, and I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna spend some time watching some. Watch some boob tube. You gotta watch um um Ready Player One. I watched it kind of. You need to watch it fully. I know I gotta rewatch because there's a lot of things I wasn't paying attention to. Yeah. Uh, then, I gotta finish the ranch. Uh, yep. Yeah. Have and, you have you watched all three all the seasons now? Of the no. Ranch? Okay. Mm-mm. And then um you gotta watch Voltron. Um, but like my favorite villains is probably right now I would say is Thanos, Killmonger, and um Heath Leather's Joker. Because they were all so poised and psychological. Mm-hmm. And um, King, a kingpin from the last season of uh, Daredevil. So, the one, did you ever watch Jessica Jones? Mm-hmm. Mm. Kilgrave. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the Purple Man. Uh, it was, may have been Kilgrave, but it's David Tennant is the actor. The um, way he played that, that role was amazing. Yeah, he was... Man, that shit was good. Yeah. Like, the villains have been better than the heroes in some of them, and then they fucking canceled Daredevil. It made me sad. Yeah, Disney wants that shit. 
it was uh it was definitely better than maybe it was Kilgrave is his name, yeah. It was Kill Something. I'm finna fucking look it up now, so I gotta know. It's gonna drive me nuts if I don't. Kilgrave. I was right. It was Kilgrave. Yeah, Kilgrave. Yeah. It was Kilgrave. Dude, he goes on in the comics. He has some fucked up comics because he wanted somebody to love him, mm-hmm. like in the comics. And like, he impregnates all these women and then the, the, the kids come out and they start killing him. Like, it's fucking insane, man. Like, the comics go, he goes down a crazy path. It's the all comics. these villains just want to be loved, bro. It's all, <laughs> all comes it back to love. Yeah. Yeah. Either someone broke their heart or some form of somewhere in their path, love was not given to them in a way. Right. That they could remember or taken away, and they spend the rest of their life co- convinced to revenge their love that was taken away. I mean, the same way with kill, well, Killmonger. Like you know, there was a moment. We all have moments uh-huh. to make do the right thing, and when that moment is not appreciated, you make the wrong decision for selfish reasons. You will see that moment again. You will see the cost of that moment. And and Black Panther with Killmonger, that moment was I'm spending my whole life to bring down this guy to empire. When you had a moment, just bring me home and do the right thing. Yeah. Killgrave, um, same thing. Um, Thanos. Well, Thanos was a whole different shit. He was on some whole different shit. But, like, it was like, I'm doing the right thing. Voltron, the same fucking shit. Like, Voltron and um, Thanos, the villain, it's, it's a parallel. You just want your family and that love back. You want that love. Love love cares all, bro. It does. And that's, that's where... The end of the day, the answer is always going to be love. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what was in the uh, podcast too. Yeah. With uh, yeah, uh Ger- at the end of all they said, it's the fear is not real. Mm-hmm. Fear is a distraction to keep you away from love. Mm-hmm. You can get so much more done with an open heart and love than you can ever get done with anything that's not real. Only thing that's real is love and being honest. And love is always the answer, right? Love is always the answer. It's deception and then love. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's since I've changed my mindset, and I'm getting better at it. Like, I, I don't have it all figured out, but I try. You know, I give love without expectation. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes sometimes it, it creeps in there. The end of my mind, like, fuck, man, I've really done a lot for this, and I've never received anything back. And it's like, you know, the, it, my mind goes there sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just got to, you know, I got to shake it. Like, I don't like getting down. I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, this path is lonely, you know? Like, mm-hmm. especially, you know, when nobody understands what you're trying to do and you're trying to show these people that have never given love or felt love or whatever, mm-hmm. you're trying to show them, like, hey, man, we don't have to act like this. We can act, you know, human to human, you know? Like, I'm going to treat you with respect. I'm going to talk to you like a human. Respect yes. to empathy. Yeah. Respect yeah. to empathy. And, you know, there's sometimes that, that maybe I am a little short with people, but I'm never mean to be. Yeah. Because sometimes I get my stuff and, and I've, I've got this thing I've got to get done. And yeah. somebody comes up, hey, man, how's it going? And I really try to be like, oh, how's it going? And, and I'm never, if I'm ever, if I, if anybody ever listened to this felt I was short with them, I, I apologize from the bottom of my heart. I'm very, very sorry. Sometimes I get in my own shit and I'm in my own thing and I got this stuff going and I've never been the I'm never big digging anybody I just get a little ahead of myself no I'm telling you, I'm just oh. pushing buttons over here I don't know what the fuck I didn't click it <laughs> so uh you know it, I guess one of the biggest things I want to relay to everybody that listens today uh one Darian and I are, are I mean when I see Darian I'm going to talk to him but Marcus Boston and I are uh 
you know, we don't, somebody asked where we're going with this podcast, what we're doing with it, and, you know, we're letting it kind of shape itself, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if we can get our words out to make a difference for you guys and bring value to you as far as, you know, maybe a different way to think about doing things, you know, that's where we're going with it. Uh, You know, we... We don't have a distinct part to it, which apparently in podcasting, that's what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> like, meaning, 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 like, uh, we're not, it's not a podcast about mechanics. Oh, right, 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 right. I mean, we, power of positivity, that's, yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of people that do that, but maybe we're trying to bring a perspective that and build a tribe of people that in our area, across the world, wherever, that all kind of like think the same way and kind of have the same ideas without being Marxist about it in the fact that we're telling people they have to feel a certain way and do a certain way. Yeah. You know, uh, we're just wanting to bring people along a journey of us learning as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's knock this last part out. Okay, right and I just off the payback of that, I just want to like I know there's so many things that I admire people for. Like people have relationships and families mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. coworkers that I haven't had a chance to build that I would love to be a part of as well. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying I, I I have what I have, but I know there's so much more to have and to learn. And you don't, you know, you can never be too vulnerable. I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me is to be more vulnerable with all aspects of my existence. You know what I'm saying? Some some parts are easier than others to let people in and yeah. see, but other parts are like, it, it's mine, but like, me, that's almost my ego saying, I need to keep this to myself. I'm like, maybe I'm just open. Like, just like, fuck it. Like, okay, I'm not good at this, or I failed at that, but like, I'm okay. You know, maybe someone like, okay, I can help you do better at that if you want to. Cool. How can teach me what you know and comfortable with, and then maybe I can help you right. be comfortable or at least find some strength in your uncomfortable parts of your life, right? And go forward because you know we always have always like we all have things we can teach each other to be better at if right. being better is your goal. Yes, and that's you know I'll be short with people if they if they're just spewing just straight. Bullshit. Bullshit. And, and oh, listen, I love hearing off-the-wall stories because, you know, I figure most of the time half of it's real, half of it's not, but it's still funny. And, I and you know, what? one of the biggest things that's changed me and helped me is just, like, learning to laugh about shit. When you mm-hmm. fuck up, just own it and just, like, yeah, fuck, fuck that up. You know? Like, yeah, move on. You know? Hey, yeah. I, I, uh, you know, uh. Smile, bitch. Yeah. Just don't, this is like little shit that doesn't matter, guys. Like just, it's, it's at the end of the day, if you, if you're at the the bar and you drop a drink on the bar, you don't have to be self-deprecating and be like, oh, I'm such a piece of shit. Just be like, fuck man, I dropped it. Sorry. And I'm just gonna be like, dude, it's, it's a fucking bar. Like shit happens. And if, if you're ever around a bartender and they get all pissed off because you knocked over your drink, fuck them. That's, that's you in the wrong place. Yeah. Dude, like don't. Yeah. Cause in the wrong place. No matter how bad of a day, I mean, I, I can't remember last time I just had a day where I was just like, "Oh god, this is a fucking terrible day." Mm-hmm. Uh, because perspective changed. Yep. Uh, I can't imagine having a bad of a day where I'd yell at somebody for spilling a drink on the bar. Because we don't know what other people are going through, bro. Right. Like you know, I approach everybody with like, I don't know what you're going through. Maybe right. worse, maybe worse than myself most most times, and. If I can just be the smile and the mm-hmm. thank you and okay mm-hmm. in this moment, I don't know where this goes, but like you can never go wrong with just a smile and a thank you mm-hmm. and say I appreciate you. Right. 
and I want you to have a, the best day. Can I do it more? Absolutely. Yep. But when I have that moment, I'm going to say thank you, be good, smile, ha, ha, he, and we keep moving. You know, there's there's one thing that I do uh, that I just, it's, you know what's undefeated in life? What's that? Time. Yes. Time's undefeated. Father, time's undefeated, baby. Yeah. So it's, time uh, and, and it's the only thing you can't buy, you can't get back, any of it. It's time. And that's why I thank people for their time. Mm-hmm. Because you can't get that back. Like nope. Somebody spends five minutes talking to me. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, here lately, the, the people that have taken time to listen to my pitch for a bar. Yep. I thank them because their time's worth way more than mine monetarily. Mm-hmm. And they're taking time to hear me out. None of them worked out so far, so I need to get better at it. Whatever. Fine. I, I, you know, all I'm doing is, that's why there's a fucking notebook, man. Like, that's why I'm always taking notes, mm-hmm. learning how to get better. Someday, somebody's going to buy into it. And I'm going to thank them for the time every yeah. time. So, you know, I think we can all agree that everybody needs to work on themselves every day. You're mm-hmm. never going to, it's it's always what David Goggins say, never ends. No. Never ends. No, and it, it, it's always, like like another part he said, like, you know, people get to that top and, you know, and, and get to the top of the mountain, then they wonder why you fall off because you stopped. Like, right. there's always something else you can do, learn, somebody you can meet, right. something you can invest in, especially when you get to a top of the mountain that has a monetary reward mm-hmm. and you're not trying to figure out how you can give that monetary reward to somebody that don't have it, just with your time and sprinkling some money. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to make the difference. You know, yeah. I, that's how I respect the Gerard. When yeah. he said he went back and just opened up a incubator in a place that didn't know what an incubator was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows out of, you know, that environment, who that might be the person that changed the world. Like, you know, I love that Tupac was like, I might be the one to change the world, but I'm going to be the one that inspires the person that, that will change the world or change the world, whatever, whatever version of the world that is. Right. Like. That's real shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, who who have known if he'd have maybe had different people around him, if he mm-hmm. might still be here today. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing, being mindful. I mean, who you surround yourself with makes a big difference on life and death, Definitely. you know? And, you know, he had so many glimpses of amazing things, but, like, the devil takes no days off. Yeah. And not knowing how to shake Take that. And that was at a time when there wasn't, you know, he couldn't reach. There was nobody to reach out to. No, you know, he people, you know, he off camera. Who knows what poisons was being pushed into him to where you know, after, you know, you can only go so far playing with the devil till the devil wants wants to return on his on his dividends. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants the ROI back. So mm-hmm. you have to be mindful who you keep playing rolling that dice with because God, yeah. he, God's not gonna scream. He's gonna whisper. And if you have too many people yelling at you, you can't hear that whisper until that mm-hmm. motherfucker say, and it's a motherfucking shotgun blast. Right. You know, it's, it's, Chitty chitty bang bang, and it just, oh man, you know, people, people, it just, they never think they're strong enough. They never think they're good enough. And anything anyone wants to do, you're always good enough. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be that 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 little little bitch, the little inner bitch is gonna tell you you're not. You, I mean, every day that I go to the gym, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. I the little thing inside me is just like, oh man, you can take the day off. It's mm-hmm. cool. You know, and there's sometimes like I just I do need a day off. Yeah. But you know, if I'm sitting there and, and I'm planning on going to the gym, like ah, oh, take the day off. I make sure and go then. Yeah. Maybe I need tomorrow off, but not today. Yeah. Because you're teaching yourself discipline. All right. And you know the the other cool thing I'm just went in with this with David Goggins was 
when he said in his book, he talks about, uh, if you guys don't know who David Goggins is, Google him. Great fucking, great, great read. Uh, he talks about, don't categorize me. Don't say the only way I'm able to do what I do is because I have something special inside me. Mm-hmm. He said, motherfucker, I don't have anything special inside me. I've got discipline. I get up and I go run. When I want to run, I go run. He's like, I'm just not lazy. And that stuck with me. And I figured out that, yeah, maybe I can't do everything. Mm-hmm. But at least I'm trying. You can do something. Yeah. Yeah. If you, When you stop trying, man, you're done. There's no reason. I mean, that's that's when you die. There's more people dead yeah. at 30 than are at 70 because yeah. they stop. I just don't. Or they don't start. Like, you know, like, well, I always ask people when I meet them, like, I, don't, I hate the question, what do you do for a living? That's not who you are. Mm-hmm. What do you do that's bigger than you? Who do you want to be? Like, you might be blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm a, I'm a director, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's cool. So, but what did you want to, what did you really want to do? Like, what, 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 who are you? Right. Not what you do. Who are you? Like, what makes you happy? What brings you peace? You know, saying what do you Correct. wake up burning to do in the morning? Not okay. I'm, I'm I have this title that comes with a paycheck, but that's not who you are. And then when people lead in with you know, I'm the regional manager for this blah 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 company, and they talk about everything they got, and it's just like, I know that's what your ego's attached to, man. Like, and then my first thought, my ego comes in and says, "Well, I can help him check his ego," and it's like, no. Eh. If he if he reaches out to me, I'll help uh-huh. him. But it's not my job to do that. Like that's my ego. That's your ego playing tricks on you again, mm-hmm. wanting you like thinking that you can fix somebody. Yeah, you can't say that the one want to be saved. Now, everybody can't be saved. Yeah. Everybody can't. Like, I, know, I mean, everybody can't be saved by themselves. You have to want to be saved, yes. and then you do the work, and then then the person that needs you, the person that's that's put here to help you will. You guys will cross paths. But if you feel you are where you are and this is all you are, like when they take that away from you, then what then what? Yeah. You get fired tomorrow, then you're not the regional of shit. Mm-hmm. Who are you now? Mm-hmm. What what defines you? You define you. Yes. That's the, the, the thing people I just hope. hope. If you don't if you don't get close to that goddamn mic, so, was that guy, too far? Hell yeah. Well it wasn't too far last time. Uh, I guess the mic was more over here. We're just gonna keep putting out the good word, man. People get it. Yeah. It'll, and if they'll they, find the ears that need it, to find it. Yeah, exactly. They'll find who it needs to find. There's a reason mm-hmm. people are going to listen to listen to us. Mm-hmm. Mostly because they know us and we beg them to listen, but you know, <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Maybe she used to heart. What needs sure. to find, we'll find them. You'll put it out there. Like I've, I've, I've had some, like, I want to get more involved in some, some time, like, in these different, um, like, like groups that I've sort of joined for that new podcast. And a, a lot of the groups are dope. I think a lot of the, a lot of the people that are doing podcasts are interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I definitely need to do better reaching out and engaging. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I guess I'm at the point where I don't feel I have nothing to say, but I know I do. So I always want to enter the conversation with a level of gratitude, appreciation for having a conversation, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And give, mm-hmm. you know, when I see someone say, hey, you know, drop your, you know, your link and I'll listen to you, listen to me. And like, right. you know, yeah. we had a conversation, like I need to do that more because yeah. I find that be very fruitful. And that's how you sort of grow 
your audience with people that are clearly active listeners to podcasts, you know, and, and take the critique back and learn from, okay, how do you edit? How do you yada, yada, yada? You guys sound great. She was dope. And, you know, that's just something. Working together. Yeah. To get better at. Nobody's trying to push anybody down. No. You know, and if they are, like, that's on you, man. You, you, if you're trying to do that, you know, we're, we're here to pick people up and help them out. And yeah, we, we are, ju- we are, we are like in the still trying to be conceived area of this yeah, we're game. Still, we're still on the moon, baby. We're, still, we're not even, we're, I think we're just like swimming, swimming towards it right now. We ain't, we ain't made it to the egg yet. Yeah. We just, yeah, yeah, we just, just got pumped in the, in the canal. Right. We're still trying to fight out the other one <laughs> billion semens that's swimming to that egg trying to make a right. baby. Yeah. And, uh, but the thing is, I'm having a blast and I, I look forward to this every week. Uh, and I'm excited about 2019, and uh, we'll do something about that you know, next week. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it, though. <laughs> that, was, that was trash here. Sorry, guys. That was trash. Okay. So, um, we, so being this is a Christmas edition, and this is – okay, my birthday is um, – Capricorn, Capricorn season is actively – um, popping December twenty first is the winter solstice. Twenty uh, third is coming up. That's my birthday. I want you guys to uh, love your family, love each other, and I'm gonna take. I'm gonna share me a Christmas story um, with you guys. Christmas is not my favorite. Hey, could you take my glass too? Hey, 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 guy with the glasses, if you don't mind. You're a, you're a great person. Uh, don't be stingy. Um, I mean, Christmas has um, always been tough for me because I was born December twenty third, and you know you don't always get both of your uh, your presents. You get one. You know, this is for both days. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Then you know, a little resentment grew over the years. Then you come an adult, and you know, early twenties, mid twenties. You know, your friends are available to you know make up parents. You throw a party, a gathering, you know, you get close, good friends show up. But then you get later into your 20s and, you know, people get booed up, have children and move forward. And your birthday don't um quite get the same attendance as it did previously. And maybe, you know, maybe I could have took on maybe uh, more of a quote unquote adult path that being, you know, relationships and you you sort of integrate to another family in circles. I didn't. I stayed out on my own trying to figure out what my true path and calling is and calling is and your birthday keeps showing up around the same time every year and you really can't beat and I say air quotes again, Jesus and people have families and fiancés and kids and you just sort of, you know, try to make the best of it. So I always have a a, a heavy heart around my birthday. Um, building up to it, then closer it gets, the more I'll be like, oh, okay, maybe I'll just uh, celebrate it. It depends on where it falls on the week, and this week it falls on a Sunday. And, you know, I'm blessed to have another birthday, and, you know, we'll see how that turns out with the festivities. But, uh, you know, I do enjoy being in Capricorn. I definitely am a Capricorn through and through. And um, we'll see how the birthday turns out. But regardless, I have you guys, and you have me, and you guys know I love you, and I appreciate you for all the feedback and send me in these Sular streets, and um, we'll see where it goes. But I always be grateful. You know, I'm grateful for every day, and I'm grateful for every birthday, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to 
um, be vulnerable with you guys and open up and be therapeutic and just be honest and appreciate the people that come and go through my life. Cause you know, one of my favorite word, my favorite quotes is, you know, God doesn't scream, he whispers and people come in life for a season, reason and lifetime. You have to be uh, knowledgeable and be able to interpret which is what and take the good to bad and own, you know, your mistakes and your blessings. But you know, it's Capricorn season, brother coming up. You see me in these streets. Give me a happy birthday and stay blessed and we'll get through it and get done. But, you know, love your families and be honest with your families. You know, you know, you know. I feel like this. You know, um, blood sticking in waters only in certain cases, but you need blood you need water to live. You know, you learn that in the basics. So a lot of times your your friends can become your family, your family become, you know, strangers. And it's okay. You, they're still people. It might be your cousins, your aunties, your sisters, your brothers, but if y'all don't see eye to eye, it's okay to, you know, let them grow in their direction. You find people you find your tribe. Your real tribe isn't always your blood. It could be just somebody you meet and y'all vibe and y'all grow and it it goes well for a couple of years and y'all grow apart. You know, it's okay. It's okay to let people in. And let people go. Open door policy over here. You know, I, I appreciate those I have in my life right now and I, I had previously in my life. And I look forward to who's next and what's next. And happy birthday. Cecil, did you want to? I wanted a whole personal tangent on my birthday. <laughs> hey, hey, I love it, man. I was glad I was able to get you another drink and hear part of it. <laughs> True that. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no matter what happens tomorrow for me, mm-hmm. and whatever they decide, they decide. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever wins, I'm happy for. Whoever wins this contest, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just happy that 2018 is is has changed my life. Yeah, by the people that I surrounding I'm surrounding myself with, like we mm-hmm. were just talking about. You you never know. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. There's people that are coming around now that I've I've never known. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, at first there's always there's always the what are you here for? What do you you know, like are you is it just the old ego in me where it's you know where it pops up, like, oh, this person's trying to get something out of me, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. You know, when in essence they're just, you know, being a nice person. Yeah. And I'm working on that. All the time, you know, not everybody's out to, to fuck me over, you know, like that's where the giving love and not expecting anything in return yeah. is my biggest thing I'm working on. Mm-hmm. That and killing my ego, man. Uh, a guy had a shirt on, uh, my buddy Jason had a shirt on. It says, uh, ego, I think it was ego kills talent. Yes. Hell yeah. And oh, yeah. I was just like, oh man, that's great. Mm-hmm. That is great. And uh, that one hit me a lot. Like, I, I've been thinking about that one since I saw the shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, fuck, man. It does. God, make the mistake. He wanted you. He he wanted he came to wear that shirt. He wanted you to yeah. see it. He wanted you to put that imprint on your heart. Yeah. It, it And it's happened to so many people in, in you know, sports background that I have and, and everything. I've seen the ego. It, not even in sport. I mean, I've seen it in sports, obviously. That's why I saw it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize it. You know, uh, one of my best friends, Cherry. Uh, when he was here last, he he apologized to me because we should have 
he should have been playing basketball with me my senior year, and we would have probably I mean, we wouldn't have won. I don't know if we would have won state, but we at least been up there in it, motherfucker. Instead of mm-hmm. coming up a little short, you know, we went further than any team had in since '88. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, he apologized to me. He's like, but, but here's how I am looking at it: is if he did play. We pretty much played the same position. If he did play, I wouldn't have played as much as I did. Right. And then I wouldn't have just happened to be playing the game where the college coach was at. He saw me play one of my best games and realized that maybe I would be a great practice player. (laughs) 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 And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have got to go on my journey that I went on. Right. And that I'm still on. Because it wouldn't have instilled the confidence in me to be able to, you know, go to South Dakota. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I never would have went to South Dakota. If it wasn't for that one time that that coach saw me play. And then I went to, you know, the junior college. And then if I hadn't went to that junior college and happened to play in this uh, jamboree that was sick, mm-hmm. didn't think I was going to be able to go, but ended up going. I played really – played well. You didn't play the great. M- the MJ flu game, huh? <sighs> nah, I wasn't that bad. It was just – it was probably just more like – I don't know. It's probably in my feelings or something. I don't. I don't remember. Key key. All right. So I uh, uh, just happened to see me there. It's now you know. Anyway, ended up in South Dakota and was on and on a journey. Yeah. And it, it. I didn't know why I wanted to go out there. At the time, it was like oh, I want to go the furthest away from home. I want to mm-hmm. get away from Southern Illinois. Yeah. And you know. Oh, you did. Oh yeah, for sure. Shit. We'll save that that journey for you know. We can tell the story of that journey some other time. We can both get into that. Uh. Where uh Oh uh, guys, I guess we're gonna close this episode. This is episode I think three of the Solardians. And as usual, I am Marcus Boston. And I am Cecil Adams. Cecil and, W. Adams, my bad. And you can find us on our socials, you know, Twitter, Instagram, the Solardians. Email us at the Solardians at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. Any uh critiques, any uh questions. Whatever any, you want to tell us, we will we will read it. And we will reply, and we will welcome you to the tribe because you know your your vibe attracts your tribe, and we thank you for having us and we having you. And this is Suloyans. Love yourself, love each other, be humble, and uh, be grateful. And we will talk to you very soon. Have a good night. Peace.